This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, I'm Dino Chapotis. Tonight on Whiskey Business, there's no business like joke business. We'll get into all of it tonight with comedian Henry Allen on Whiskey Business. And welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. We're back. We're back after our our Halloween special. Halloween hangover. Halloween special. That was a great time. Great time. Many thanks to 451 Spirits. And tonight on the podcast, a very funny man, Henry Allen, joins us this evening. We'll get to Henry here in just a little bit. But uh, I have a lot of questions for Henry. I started open micing at the Funny Bone and other small places a little place called costello's uh the comedy club at the ramada i used to work there yeah. whitney used to work there that was back in 1989 when there was a comedy explosion a renaissance if you will boys got people were opening up comedy places everywhere the holiday inns in whitesburg kentucky would turn into comedy clubs on a friday and a saturday night there were god awful places, <laughs> jeans and blazers you know, everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. And as soon as like the comedy show was over, then the DJ would come up and the the, the uh, faded disco lights that they had from the seventies <laughs> and the early eighties would start flashing, and people would be dancing. There was a Ramada Inn in Portsmouth, Ohio, from your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. There was a, a Ramada Inn, and the restaurant was the Nelly Peck at the Ramada, and it would turn into a comedy club. You know, oh. they'd be rushing to clear out the, the salad bar <laughs> and, and move everything up to make a stage Friday and Saturday night at the show. But they were great, great memories. And that's how I started in stand-up. And it progressed into a lot of really wonderful things until I took the job in radio and still kept my foot in stand-up. But it's changed and developed so much. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. There's no business like a joke business, the actual business of comedy right now. Interesting. In this day and age... Um, with social media being a huge, a huge proponent of it, and and a, and, a, and, a, and a necessary part, these are part of my questions, which I'll get to Henry with in just a second. But thank you, man, for being here. Um, I appreciate thank it. You. Yeah, I'm I just had the pleasure here. of working with Henry uh, yeah. just last week. We did last realtor standing. Oh, he was fun. he was one of the comedy mentors. Mm-hmm. We got uh, ripped off, but that's fine. I, I'm over I, it. I, I'm yeah. over it. She was great, man. Yeah, some would say she was the best and deserved to win, but I'm over it. You know, it's not a big deal. And it, that's what charity is that for? Uh, I can't remember what the charities go to. I just know that what the premise is basically is the mentors right. kindly take on realtors. I'm sorry, realtors. Mm-hmm. Don't put they that get, A in there. Yeah, they get, they get very upset when you when you mess it up. And they coach these people to do uh, three to five minutes of stand-up. Mm-hmm. And over the years that I've hosted the show, some have done really well, some have done not so well. But Henry's was, she, I'm, she got I, I, I don't know. She I don't know screwed. what part of it was her, just a, a natural ability, or the fact that you had the the wherewithal and the knowledge to 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 see what she had and, and bring it out. But did it? 
the biggest compliment I gave her that night was it did not seem like your very first time doing stand-up. And wow. I give some of that credit, if not most of it, to you for having developed her set. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had her beats. She had timing. Definitely. She was comfortable. I mean, you, you did a great job. I think all realtors, though, have like that ability because they're showing houses, right? They're already there where they're, you know, re- remembering anything about the house and just like that's what stand-up is right holding someone's attention and then remembering what you have to tell them okay i never looked at it that way yeah that's true is that the approach that you took when you were well a little we kind of like sat down the first time and she was you know an older white lady so i was like instantly i was like we should do like karen material like making fun of karens Uh and she was like okay uh, so we kind of just, she told me some stories that she had and just kind of went with it from there and, you know, punched it up. You know, you can take a long story that's five minutes and be like, you can only say these things in 30 seconds and then put two jokes in there and you got a pretty good joke. And much like in a comedy competition with professionals, where you land in, oh, in, in like the lineup. First, second, third, yeah, we whatever. went first. Oh, if, if she, they were first. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. If she would have been third in the rocking chair spot or last i you know i think she 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 might have because they because they needed to be warmed up yeah uh i did the best i could sure. but they had these and everybody's hold on a second in. hold on a second uh, best sound ever that that's my favorite sound that's my favorite sound i like the noise when it gets poured and it's like well bring your glass the, the guest always gets his glass poured first you like that oh that's sweet you like yeah. that and then we go with Hansberry, and then of course John Whitney. That's mm-hmm. good. Chip, you're go, go, back go, go, there. Go, go. You want some of this? Sure. You know you do. Chip Cassell, ladies and gentlemen, our fifth Beatle, even though there's only three of us. How Let me hit doing, the Facebook buddy? social media real quick while we're doing it. The business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, do that. Do that. Whiskey business is the podcast. Not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. With whiskey. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing on your it's only favorite been five years. Yeah. Okay, okay, man. Let's run right. that back. You want to take a second? Thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Go ahead and uh, if you're following us on Apple, rate review. That helps uh, other people follow it, find us. Um, if you are listening on you on your favorite podcasting app, you know you can find us on YouTube, Whiskey mm-hmm. Business with Dina Tripodis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're watching us on YouTube, you could uh, you know go ahead and just follow us on your favorite. Smash, 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 smash that button. Smash, that. smash it. Hit that little bell. Ding, 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 ding. And uh, you'll get a notification. They, they it's like Michael Winslow. They work so well together. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So they the don't charisma. Yeah. They're dating, right? Are you guys yeah. married? Or yeah. what's that yeah. thing? It feels like it. Don't it. It's secret. Um, da, 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 Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Whiskey Business, uh, whiskeybusinesspod.com is our website. Did you mention Evergreen? Thanks to Evergreen, our parent company. Our parent company up in Cleveland, which I didn't tell you guys. Did you, unless you guys got an email as well. I got, we got invited I, to a party. Oh. Oh, we nice. did? Thanks for the invite, uh, yeah. Yeah, for telling well, us. I, I, I didn't know if you guys. When was it? Is it coming up? Or it's no? coming up. It's okay. next Thursday up in Cleveland at the at the Cleveland Yacht Club. Well, <laughs> shit. I'm not, not going to go well, without you guys. Yeah, uh huh. Thursday. It's Thursday from it's from six to nine. Okay. Yeah. Another <laughs> uh, my buddy Jason's getting a vasectomy that day. Uh, so, is he really? Yeah. yeah uh, it's a big day. Home. Big yeah. day. And you have to be there for it, oh, or yeah. I just told him I'd be there to. Hang out. Right, just loving it. Is he really? Is he really getting a vasectomy? Yeah, he really is. Because you got one, and this, I know you guys are like best friends, but yeah. is he getting one because you got one? Well, not so much, but I, I think I influenced him, yeah. Seriously? Do you have friends like that, Henry? Like, if you do something, well, I'm going to do that too. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, but not vasectomies. It's kind of weird. Seems crazy. No, well, we're we're married and have kids, and we're done with all that. Sure, so sure. You so. and are married. I didn't know that. Be Amazing. careful. Though. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Be wow. careful though, because once you get it right, the vasectomy, that there's still like so many times that it's yeah, live yeah. still. Yeah, they said fifteen to twenty uh, expulsions. Is that what they said? Yeah, that's what my doc said. Fifteen they, to twenty expulsions after the vasectomy, or there's yeah. the, the boys are still active. Yep. yep. So, Does that mean you have so, to kind of work that out? That's exactly what that own? means. Yes, so, so you got to go to a cabin <laughs> away, get your last twenty so out. You, you still, you still have explosions it, to go. I'm about four, you had the like fourteen a year ago. years. <laughs> fourteen years. He's ago. got nine more left. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Did you really need one? <laughs> <laughs> It's all said and done. Henry, are you are you a married man, Henry? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I am in a relationship uh, with the person that I would say will be my wife. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a discussion that you got you two have had. Uh, yeah. Whenever we we've, we've been together a while. Um, whenever we like in the first few years, it was like more of her being like, "Let's do it," and I was like, "I don't think I really want to get married. Maybe right now, you know, or ever, but like definitely want to be with her." And then now where we've been together for a while, I'm kind of like, "Maybe we could do it now," and she's like, "I think I'm over it now." <laughs> He's like, "I don't really." So you had your time. Now she's had her time. Yeah. So, so a few more years, maybe you'll both exactly. Yeah. In the middle. For sure. That's, nice. That's mm-hmm. good. It's good because it's tough. It, it is It is tough to be in a relationship with a comedian. Yes, but I feel like I've done so well um, with just like the early years of it because, I mean, there's something about it. I'm not trying to sound cocky at all, but like you do a show for a bunch of people and you're really funny. Girls usually like that, you know, and like mm-hmm. they want to talk to you and stuff. But And that's got to be hard. Like if she was... You know, in like whatever her work would be where like a bunch of dudes are trying to talk to her after she like gets off. She's not a stripper, but I'm just saying if there was like a comparison here, I would not like a that, really good banker. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like waiting outside yeah. after. And that teller was great. She was awesome. She I gave that money back so hot. Yeah. yeah. She gave me like 20 extra dollars. I'm going to wait for her. That's crazy. And she said, don't worry about it. I'll yeah. fix it later. And we're like, whoa. Uh. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's definitely hard, I would say, you know. But we're a good, uh, good partnership. Good, mm-hmm. good, 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 good. So are we supposed to drink this, by the way? Uh, we are. I want to. I want to introduce the guest bottle. The guest bottle tonight is. A, hey, you should feel honored. You actually got introduced before mm. the guest bottle. Oh, wow. That, that is a you. break in whiskey business culture. Yeah, Usually, the guest yeah. bottle gets introduced first, and wow. then. I'm honored. The, the guest. We've got so, a format, Dino. A I format. know, and I broke it. Let's start Henry. over. Run it back. Uh, <laughs> this is the Bardstown Bourbon Company's Fusion Sorry, Series. Mom. This is bottle number five, I believe. This is an interesting little experiment from Bardstown. Uh, MGP, a lot of whiskeys come from MGP. We know that. But we never know where they come from or who's made them. But a lot of companies slap a label, but a lot mm-hmm. of their a lot of their whiskey innards come from, from MGP. And, right. And, and in Indiana, right? Right, yeah. in Indiana. Uh, so this is actually a combination of, they say, three whiskeys, bourbons, I should say, that are, are, are kind of fused together in the Fusion, Fusion series. And uh, they've done very, very well with this series. It's uh, The bottles retail somewhere between, anywhere between $59 and $79. Oh, really? I thought yeah. there, there's another version that was like $129. There are some, uh, some bigger ones. Yeah, it's this, not this, this, one. This, okay, this not one. one. This particular one uh, comes into that ballpark. And it was a gift. 
from our buddy Rick Andreessen, who's a big fan of the podcast. He was also a guy I went to high school with, and I saw him at our 45th class reunion. Thanks, Rick. And, and so I love he, your wife. he was, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, his wife adores you. Thank you. His, they, they, actually, they actually watch Whiskey Business on a big screen TV when it drops like like a TV show. Wow. They watch it in their living room like a like a like a weekly show. That's super cool. I, that's yeah. it is. It's weird. And I guess you on the big screen is just more than she can handle. <laughs> Looking good, man. Hey. She, well, you know, there's your big head, so next to next to you. I, just, you know. I have a very large head. <laughs> <laughs> very They're large like Dino head. looks massive, but that guy in the middle <laughs> looks normal <laughs> sized. <laughs> I like that normal size looking guy. Okay, normal guy. Normal guy yeah. here. Uh, no, I've been I've been to Bardstown uh <laughs> I uh, went there uh, almost about a year ago now, and uh, it's newer. It's a newer distillery. So if if you're going to see, you know, like the old, uh, you know, like Woodford, the barrels and the, the you know, the, the brick walls, this is not the place. This is really cool and new and modern. So, But it's a still cool place to go and, and have dinner. Uh, we had. I remember we ate uh, pork rinds there. Really okay. good pork rinds. Good you were there a year ago. Uh, yep. So yeah. this was like right after the vasectomy. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was right before. Right before. Because I remember talking to people uh, about it at the bar there. Okay. This <laughs> and is they're very... like, yeah, we're having dinner well, with okay. our family. So pork rinds reminded me. What objection like now? Whiskey? Oh yes, I do. Like, <laughs> this one. Now that I'd mentioned that there was three different uh, uh, bourbons going on here, and the, and one of them is four years old. One of them is a three year old, and there's an eleven year old in the mix as well. Mm. Uh, and the three-year-old, being the youngest, is the least amount of that's in here. The majority is the four-year, 56% of that, 14% of the three-year, and it looks like 30% of the 11-year. But once again, they they don't tell you what it is. Just the, just Do they put origin. an age statement on that? Do they have to go with uh, the one with the most, like four uh, years? That's a good question, John Whitney. And as I said before, uh, we are not whiskey experts, just uh, enthusiasts. What so. was the question again? Uh, how like old? if there's three blends of three of three different years, do they have to? Go, if they did an age statement about how old the, the whiskey mm-hmm. is, do they have to go with the age with the age of the oldest or youngest? Yeah, youngest. I don't think I don't think that'd be allowed. Or the one right? with the most. Like nah, if, I don't think oh, that'd be allowed. The majority in the bottle is at that yeah. age. I would say they probably would use the oldest one just because it's like it's in there, right? It's you want to buy it? It's yeah, twelve yeah, years. Yeah, right. yeah, but if they want to be honest, sneaky. That would be sneaky. That'd be fine, and, and they're not sneaky. They're they're very upfront about everything. It's uh, very good, by the way. Uh, I've had this before. Did you pick up a, a hint of uh, caramel? It definitely smells yeah. sweet. Should we cheers before? Yeah, yeah cheers before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 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 guys. Pleasure. Yeah, a little hint of caramel is what I remember, and I taste it again. Yeah, especially especially after. Yep, that's delicious. After, pretty smooth. Ninety-four point nine proof. I'm about to black out in here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take my shirt off? Or is it too soon? Too. Soon. That is so good. I thought the sweetest one um, that I had before this is. You've, I'm sure you've had Angel's Envy. I don't yes, know. we have. We have Angel's Envy. Um, you know, that's kind of like a sweeter one. They say candy right. in a glass or whatever. But this is extremely sweet. I know this is whiskey, but I guess, no, you said three bourbons, right? Yeah, the three bourbons in here, yeah. And the all, only, all from Kentucky. The difference is what, like, the percentage of, like, wheat or something, right? Yeah, it's well, like 51. And, and all three of these, they've got the they've got the, the mash bill. There's a, all the, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's so interesting when they blend all this stuff and, and find something remarkably tasting like this is. Like the one that's 56, the four years got 70% corn, 18% rye, 12% malted barley. Mm-hmm. The three-year-old is 60% corn, 26% rye, 10% wheat, 
4% malted barley. Mm -hmm. And the 11-year-old is 75% corn. That didn't surprise me. 13% rye and 12% malted barley. So they're, they're mixing yeah. whiskeys and mash bills and... Now, the more corn, the sweeter it is? Is that the rule? Yeah. That's for me. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the, those Angel Envy ones, they like put in like cherry or wine casks. Something like really, like yeah. really sweet. So good. I'm glad we got a great bottle. Yeah, it's so. delicious. I was Thank actually, you, Rick. Yeah. It's wonderful. Thanks, Rick, Rick, you're the man. Uh, your wife, though, questionable decision making. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I was just at uh, Buffalo Trace, though, like I was telling you. Okay. Yeah. And um, the guy, I'm going to butcher the story probably, but they said the reason it even started was they were like giving away so many acres like back in whatever, 18, whatever. And uh, they had to like, you got this acres, these acres of land, but you had to like bring so many, like so much corn to like the government or whatever. And the guy realized that it was easier to take the corn and just make it into like a drink versus like putting corn onto like big covered wagons and like take it in. And that's why he started like making what a, urban it's a, whiskey. It's a happy accident. Yeah, really. Yeah, but really. great one, yeah, because mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace, the actual bourbon Buffalo Trace, is very affordable, as yeah. you know. But if you can find if it, if you can find it, it just it sells out so quickly because mm-hmm. everybody knows how great it is, and it goes it goes like fast. Twenty six bucks or something. Yeah, you're looking at a very depleted stock here. You look around, you see all these bottles. This is this is this is probably. A third of what used to be here before, the, sad, before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. still a bunch, still a bunch, and yeah. more yeah, downstairs but, too. But mm. yeah, and outside and in and your out, room, and, yeah, and in the shower. I see that McKenna ten year McKenna has been open since the last it time has I, been I, open. I, was here. I opened up the ten year. <laughs> that's good stuff. I opened up the McKenna. That's a and that's one of those things I'm talking about, Henry. As you as you continue to discover. Whiskeys, that McKenna was like 30 bucks a bottle when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Then it won a bunch of awards, and now you can't touch it for less than 70 or 80 bucks a bottle. But is that because people are buying it at retail and then reselling it for $70? No, that, they actually bumped up oh, the retail it. price on that. Now, yeah, if you want to like, if that, if I had not opened that bottle of McKenna on the secondary market, which I'm not a big fan of, yeah. but it's there, uh, you probably, somebody would have bought it maybe for, you know, I really want a bottle of McKenna. Uh, I'll give you 200 bucks for it. You know, so it's like Blanton's where it's like 60 bucks retail, but you can't find it. So you have to buy it secondary market. It's like 200 or whatever. There's a bottle right there unopened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that one. Right. I'm at the second, uh, the top, tippity top of the right. Oh, it's in the box. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, In the box. Yeah. In the box. Very cool. That Sazerac ride though is from the Buffalo Trace distillery as well. Yes. Look at you. And yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. That Buffalo Trace bottle is also from Buffalo Trace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I see the whistle pig back there, not from Buffalo Trace, but Eagle that's a Rare nice one. Do you like Eagle that? Rare. Eagle Rare. That's a Buffalo Trace one. Look at you. Go. Um, go. Go, Henry. Go, Henry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jack Daniels that is has from its own Tennessee. Section. That has its right, own that's section. That's where I stop. That's because that's my everyday pour. Do you have an everyday pour? Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't have an everyday pour. No. Um, I'm kind of not a degenerate by any means, but like usually whenever I start, I'm like slippery slope. Where's my shirt? You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> if I did go every day, I would you know be living outside. Right. But I so I don't really drink that much. But when I do drink, it's usually like, let's have a party. Let's do it. So mm-hmm. there's no you can't just 
well, today, like tonight, you're sipping casually this evening. Mm-hmm. You can maintain that, right? Like you're not going to leave. You're like, here. right? You're, Are you you're sure? Not, you're not going <laughs> to leave here and go on. Well, this shit is on now. I got to go yeah. someplace else. Yeah. Next thing you know, I have like a, a track mark on my arm. <laughs> pass down your yard tomorrow morning. You're like, we had one glass, dude. <laughs> I'm missing you know, two. We make jokes, but it's interesting because the the that lifestyle, the, the comedic lifestyle, can lead you down paths of destruction in respects to liquor drugs etc etc i I know it's like a cliche but yeah but it's it's a cliche because it's true i think that is because you get in front of whatever it is 400 people a thousand people whatever 60 people and you do so well and that feeling of all those people laughing feels so good that whenever you get off stage you're like i need something because now i'm sad right and that's why i think dudes get into you know doing drugs and drinking and stuff because they're just trying to mask the feeling of not feeling that amazing. Try so, to keep the buzz going, basically. Yeah, keep keep the excitement, keep the, the thrill in there, which leads me to my first real question for you tonight is how and why, why did you choose to get into stand-up comedy? What were you doing before that? And I was why in did high you school pick, when I started. You were in high school? Yeah, I started at 17. So no shit. 29 now, so in August was my 12th year anniversary of doing well, Apparently you passed math. Yes, yes. <laughs> I started when I was 17, so I just actually had my 35th year. of. No, uh, so, yeah, I started because I thought it was like the easiest way to get into like performing, right? I wanted to be in movies. I didn't really know exactly how to do it, though. And there was this guy named Bo Burnham that was like doing stand up right. and making familiar? songs. Bo he's huge. Bo he's Burnham's legend, huge. Yeah. He 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 does stand up. He's he's made movies. Yep. He's directed okay. movies. Director he's... writer. He has this new thing uh, sidebar called Inside. It's like two years old now, but he shot it during the pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. It's right. all by himself. He yes. like plays music mm. and stuff. And he was just you know a year older than me. But he was like on Comedy Central and stuff. And I'm like, well, if he's a teenager, I could also be a sure. teenager and do this. Uh, so I just kind of started because I was like, this is the easiest way to get your foot in the door. And it, and interesting, too, when you think about early Bo, you know, a lot of silly stuff. Yes, and now it's a lot more like introspective right, and right, like kind of right. deep and heavy. So when you started, were you silly or were you... I think I'm inter- still pretty silly. Still, Yeah, but I, yes, silly and funny, but also... There's a, there's there's an intelligence to your humor that I really appreciate, and it's and sometimes it's actually subtle, and you don't even you, you don't see That's it the best. you don't see it coming. <laughs> Really? Which is one yes, which that's is one cool. of my favorite things about you, and it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, that's fucking hysterical. Because <laughs> from where he started and where he ends up, yeah, the first six minutes was silence, <laughs> but how he got to that one, oh my god, no, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say, sure. yeah. and that's another yeah, thing yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Why are we so self-deprecating as comedians? No. Why can't we take a compliment? Because I'm feel trying like to give you a compliment, and you're 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 fluffing brushing it off. off. Yeah. yeah, well, I thank you for the compliment, but I think we do that just because like it'd be weird if I was like keep compliment. Yeah, hey, more. Facebook Live or whatever, you know, <laughs> then it's like this guy's into himself, you know, so you have to kind of be like, oh, no, that's why I'm always I'll mention I'll name drop Jason Banks. I'm never sure because he always said, like, give me more, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah he but leans was, into it. He, he, sure. he, he leans into it. But then I never know if he's just doing it for fun or actually he wants it. Lent into, leaned into. Yeah, I don't, right, I don't yeah. know what the proper. I think the second one leaned. Lean, leaned, leaned into, yeah, yeah. leaned to. Yeah. No, you're right. Le- like the the instant Lent. laugh is great. Lent, that's that's yeah. not a word. <laughs> if you're thinking about the jokes or the punchlines after the set or a couple minutes later, I think that's a sign of a, of a good 
performer, not even a comedian. Yeah, if yeah, you're they still thinking it, about it, that's good. Like if they come up and they're like, "That thing you said about this was great." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Whenever they like don't remember you at all, you're <laughs> like, "Ooh, that's it tonight." Probably too many times. Like I've been to stand-ups where you're just laughing the whole time, but you're like, "Oh, I couldn't tell you one joke you said though." Like it was funny, yeah. but I don't remember it. But see, my mom used to tell me, or she still tells me about whenever I was like, you know, growing up and stuff that I would be able to like listen to somebody or like watch a comedian or like listen to a song or watch a movie and then basically just be able to like recite it back. Like I can just still like hear something one time and if I like it, I can basically remember it word for word, Hmm. which is kind of. That's amazing. That's a gift. But see, like, so back to the you complimenting me saying how great I was or whatever. (laughs) Um, Back to that. Yeah. Yeah. You said like the smart thing, right? People will be like, oh, wow, you seem really smart. And I think that's nice. But like, I can't even really read, you know, so it's just like there are levels to it. Yes, I can talk and yes, I can, you know, be funny or whatever. But like if I had to read out loud for you guys, you'd be like, this guy needs help. <laughs> you know, some anxiety right there. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, are you joking a little bit? Or are you exaggerating? I like to say I'm mildly illiterate, but yeah, like I can read, but like, say, yeah. yeah, but honestly, I was thinking the other day, if I could go crush anywhere in time, it would be in like seventh grade language arts class when they used to, you would like have to stand up and read out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to just get roasted by my friends so much because I'd be like, tee hee, tee oh, the, 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 okay, cool. And like, if I could just go back and like read a paragraph out loud for the whole class, that would like, be great. With a really okay. cool accent, and, and, you know. And, yeah. and I and I'm gonna keep going. Where'd that? Why? Where'd that come from? Why did you not develop that that skill like reading? Yeah. Um, and, and basically, I mean, I know you can read, mm-hmm. but what you're saying, you know, sounding out words in the seventh grade. Yeah. That, Even still, like when they're like, oh, just read the phonetic version. I'm like, how do I read backwards K's? I don't know what that noise so sounds are you like. dyslexic, perhaps? You know. That's, that's, I am. So I have the same struggle it sounds like you have. Maybe, you know, like I think if we could go back to school and I could have like somebody read the questions to you mm-hmm. and like then take the test. You might have been done. Oh, I would have done much better. So I, I was telling you, I got kids 10 and 7 and the way they're teaching them is completely different than how you and I learned. Like. There, there's all new like phonics oh, yeah. foundations and the math is all backwards and different like so I, I think we the teachers were trying hard with us but we we were up uh, had an uphill battle anyway well i think people just <laughs> learn stuff as they keep doing it more right, right? Yeah, so like whenever yeah. we were in school it's like this is the best it was way practice, practice it was. repetition repetition memory memorize how to spell this fucking word mm-hmm. don't know how like figure out why and i guess the reason i keep hounding is like i i i i think if i i reading was a huge part of my life i mean it was books were my mm-hmm. my friends i was isolated a lot as a as a kid so books and movies were my were my buddies and my companions and i if i couldn't pick up any book off the show there's books everywhere mm-hmm. i mean I, I i i i i'm sorry but i feel bad that you well, can't I- Pick up a book and and, and I and, do it just be a lot slower than and you would enjoy so it. One of my sisters, um, she's insanely smart. She'll read like a five hundred page book in just like a few hours. Like she can just go. Cr- no, I can't do it's, that. I mean, she's a freak. Uh, what's up, Charlie? Um, but <laughs> she can just yeah. I mean, she's very very smart. And you know, I can. It would take me, I don't know how long, I mean, a joke, 10 years to read 500 pages. But honestly, if it was like a 500 page book, you know, I could do it and I do like to read, but it's just like, you know, slower, which is fine. That's okay. That's Mm -hmm. good. So 
You're life smart. You ain't book smart. I'm definitely, I think I would be, yeah, life smart. Yeah. Common sense Why is pretty Why do you think you're good. life smart? Street smart, yeah. I think because... Well, there's a difference between life smart and there's a difference between street smart and there's a difference between book smart, which... All right. Uh, we've eliminated book smart. Yeah, take that one out. <laughs> Even we're though take, I'm doing geography. Yeah. I can do geography. Okay, I suck at geography. Yeah, I'm pretty good at geography. Um, the spelling thing, you were saying like learn to spell. Mm. But I have a British stepdad, so he would like help me with spelling bees and stuff. But he's like adding extra U's. And yeah, words, I was going to say, so, they, they, they throw in extra letters. Oh, so I failed that. Different. Yeah. yeah he's Aluminium. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's awful. But he still sounds cool. Um, but he like he's been in America for like thirty five years and he'll still like turn it on like when he's talking to someone and I'm like, Richard, you don't talk like that. <laughs> Come on. You Come on, Richard. They find me charming. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why I am life smart or whatever. I think maybe because you know, I was like opened up to a lot of stuff from a young age, right? I had a British stepdad, so we got to travel a bunch. Okay. Um that I would have definitely open yeah, yeah for sure and um my dad who definitely is also not really like book smart um he's like uh he's an auctioneer right so i'm an, also an auctioneer and he just has like has always been like running this business so i think maybe i learned some like the hard work from him mm. a little bit so it was like my mom's side was kind of like artsy and like you know travel and see stuff and then this other side from my dad was like you know hard work like stay focused on things like that so I think it was a nice mixture sure cool <clears throat> cool and street smarts where did you I think I'm good with that yeah yeah I think I'm always worried about like somebody like jumping us though so that's why I'm kind of like like I'll go somewhere with my girlfriend or my sisters or something and like I'm always like head on a swivel essentially mm-hmm. like you know these guys you know we were in Amsterdam, and I'm like, these dudes are going to take us, you know? So it's like always like trying to be... You never know, man. No, I, yeah. I, to, to this day, I if I go into a... Even the, the bars that I frequent, and I go someplace, I always, always check out the room. You and should. I seldom... Yeah. I know it's it sounds corny, but I seldom have my back at to the entrance of any place. Situational awareness, right? Yeah, right, right. Always, just to, to this day. Do you remember your first gig, <laughs> first paid gig? Uh, well, first paid one was not the first one. The first paid one, I did a thing for the Red Cross. Uh, they had like this fest, not festival really. It was like a fundraiser, mm-hmm. and um, it was at a uh, a life center, an SOMC life center. And there was like a bunch of people, and they had this guy coming in that used to open for like Larry the Cable Guy or something like that. And they were like, <laughs> want to do like you know thirty minutes before him. And I was like, yeah, I was in, I was a senior in high school and they paid me $150 wow. and I took that money and I went and bought Beats headphones basically okay. instantly. Nice. And my dad was like, you got to save that. And I was like, well, I already spent it. So yeah. good luck. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was the first like paid one. The first time I ever went was at a place called Wiley's. Uh-huh. Down in Dayton. Down mm-hmm. in Dayton. Are you from Dayton? No, I'm from um, a place called Minford, Ohio. It's okay. like 20 minutes outside Portsmouth. So like pretty country. Um, but wasn't even old enough to go to the show, so my mom had to take me, and she we like went together, and it was a piggyback show, which you guys know what a piggyback show is, but there's no host. Mm. Like the next comedian brings on the next the comedian. next comedian. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, the comedian brings on the next yeah. comedian. Yeah. So, uh, like my time's coming up, and I'm getting excited for it, and I had this great opening line, and I was gonna say, "Hi, my name's Henry." I thought that was just fucking great you know <laughs> so they were like henry allen and i went up there and i grabbed the microphone and not even kidding i was like bet, 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 bet. <laughs> and like 
kind of like folded at the at the um, waist <laughs> and then kind of like just came up and was like, wow, like off to a horrible start. <laughs> And then kind of just like blacked out and like did the act and it was fine, I'm sure. But it was a lot of like high school stuff. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, well, you recovered. You I did recovered. recover. Yeah, you recovered. You recovered. Um, but yeah, I did stuff about like, you know, being in health class and like where do babies come from and stuff like so that. So when you, you started know? out at 17 years of age, like in a, in a lot of uh, really famous comedians started uh, at, at young ages like that, you know. Uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, right. And and went on to great careers. So but would, you kept it. Uh, so you weren't writing jokes per se outside of what you were doing and how you were living, you wrote about what you knew. Yeah, at that, at exactly. That particular point. And that's how I kind of stay true to that still. Like I believe, which I know at that last realtor standing dinner we had, the advice that I gave the, the realtors was be honest because like there's nothing worse than someone that's like making stuff up to be like, oh, and this will be funny. Like if you're thinking that this is going to be funny for this person, it's not going to be funny. Right. But if you're like, this is something honest about me, and I think it's kind of funny, that's usually the stuff that works and, out, and it comes out. It 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 shows itself. I mean, you can you can you can tell. I mean, I mean that's what I do. I they've been preaching that in, in uh, you know radio and everything. Radio, yeah, I everything I've ever connect. written has been granted exaggerated <laughs> at mm. times because that's comedy. Sure, you take, you take, but the situations have always been steeped in some sort of truth. Yeah, and write maybe, what you know, and, and, and exaggerated from there, and then you try to find the, the humor and the, or, or the sadness, sure. and even the sad stuff comes out as funny sometimes too. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, man, this sad stuff's gonna be so funny, and then you do it, and people are like, that's really sad. Like your dad hits you hard, huh? Like, wow, it was funny though. Yeah, like, Come yeah, on, here's the other part, right? Yeah, you just focus on the fact that my dad beat me. No, yeah, no, it's that's the other side of yeah. that. That's the funny stuff. What comedians were you like into? For for me, you know, because uh, I'm closer to your our your generation a little bit. Older, like Adam Sandler, those mm-hmm. that that crew. What were you? Who were you into? Uh, so Bo Burnham for sure. Yeah. Um, but the reason I even wanted to do stand up was I saw a Kevin Hart special. Okay. It was oh, called yeah. um, A Grown Little Man. And I watched <laughs> yeah. that in yeah. uh, my mom's living room with one of my sisters, Jessica. And I was like, didn't even know stand up was a thing. Like, I remember watching SNL, like, because my parents did, but I didn't get it. I was right, like, wait, yeah. what? There's like a. Like what? I just couldn't wrap my head or comprehend on like what was going on. No one can still. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I actually thought last week's episode was, was kind very of, good. Was yeah. Kind you've, of been funny. Ta- you've been talking it, about Drunk it, Uncle it, since uh, Saturday. Uh, 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 Drunk Uncle and just other other sketches were. The actually, Joker was good too. Joker was yeah, really was, good. I was like, I was like pleasantly surprised because now I go in with such low expectations most of the time mm. because it's been on for. 40 years right, plus, right. you know, almost 50 now. The I Joker. Think. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Joker. I want to be Joker. And it's like, you can't be Joker. It's my wedding. It's like, but it's Halloween. I'm going to be Joker. But the way you said it was so weird. It was so funny. They all said it like terribly. Like, but, it's, but it's funny because there was something, that, like there's little things, little devices that comedians come across. And that was definitely like the repetitiveness right. of that. That mm-hmm. that's what was so funny. Yeah. Saying it wrong, and and, yeah, and, yeah. and and hearing it over and over again from different people mm-hmm. and 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 different inflections, and, and you kept thinking like, when's this going to get old? Right, and it didn't. It no. kept it kept staying funny, which I always, which I find devices like that and techniques like that, be it sketch comedy or even in stand up, 
amazing. I mean, the the, the if you want to, for lack of a better description, the science mm-hmm. of it all. And there is a science. There is, there is a like science. a formula that you can follow. And for someone that's mildly illiterate, I love words, <laughs> like I do, which is kind of weird because see, that's what that's why I guess I was so blown away <laughs> by the fact that you said you have difficulty or you don't like to read or you takes because. You just are. out loud for like a group of people like if they were like go do 30 minutes of stand up great but if they were like read a chapter out of a book I'd be like ooh this is going to be tough <laughs> I'd still try but so that's I'll cry. I was having a hard time not seeing the two worlds connected mm. because you, you do and I mean I'm a writer as well so it's like crazy to me that people are like hey will you write this thing for us I'm like yeah but as long as I don't have to read it you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. yeah but um, yeah just like the way they're pronouncing you pronounce certain words or you can have a joke about your stomach but if you say tummy it's way funnier you know so it's just like <laughs> no the, the, tummy the, is a funny the, word for sure yeah, right certain out. words and inflections I, 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 I've shared this story on, on a previous podcast but um, uh, then but don't it, say it again no, I, don't know, I, I will say it again because it's, it's germane it. to this particular conversation but I was working with the name dropper Jerry Seinfeld oh, man, when he who? Were, yeah Jerry Seinfeld, he's an old he's guy. Some guy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old guy, he used to do stand-up. And, at the Ramada. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually at the Funny Bone. I got to open up for him. That's cool. And I did this bit. And uh, and he, he afterwards, we were sitting in the green room, and he goes, I like the bit about the motorcycle. Motorcycle's a really great bit. I think it's going to be your first TV bit. It wasn't. And I go, and I go, funny you mentioned that bit, because I did it last night. This is before he got there. I go, and it, and it, and it, it, it didn't work. And tonight it killed. And he's shaking his head. He goes, you changed something. He was talking about the, uh, you know, he goes, you either left out a word or you emphasized a different syllable. You did something different that changed the dynamic and structure. That made it not work. The joke. And it's, it's, it's that mechanical. For sure. And and scientific at times. That's that's something Which a lot is of people awesome. don't yeah. realize. For, for me, I just think you guys just get up there and wisecrack mm-hmm. the whole time. But it's it can be so... Uh, pinpoint yeah. right and by the way if you want to see the motorcycle bit it is on whiskey business with Dean Erpotis oh on God, YouTube yeah he actually found that bit yeah he found it, it was I recorded a, that bit for a documentary we did what 30 years ago so the, the, yeah yeah, yeah. We, that never saw the light of day but which the, version is it the one that found or no no it was it was it, it was actually it was I was trying it out I think I might have been trying it out for the first time because it was at the funny bone because it was at the funny bone yeah. it was an open mic nice. at the funny bone and I think I was trying new material which i did constantly back sure. then you know just get up there and just oh, that's the part that's the part i i want to ask you this too i had no fear mm-hmm. back then sure you know, do you have fear now you yes think? oh my god oh, wow. yes i mean i had i always i always would get nervous before i went on stage but i had no fear in what i was gonna say and no worries if it bombed mm-hmm. i mean i was nervous just back to you know, and I still get nervous, and I, and I, I think I will dread the day that I don't get nervous because mm-hmm. that means that I'm on some different stupid level. And not yeah, connected. you don't care anymore. Yeah, You're just like, whatever. Yeah, no, 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 that'll never happen. But no fear, just go up. And now it's like, now if I write something down, like, oh, yeah. Is that I mean, because you've reached a level uh, of success? No, not on a level of success. I don't do it as much. You, you will attest to this. Comedy is, is a muscle that constantly needs to be worked. Yes, and the more you do it, the better you get at it and the less you do it obviously you're not as good but like 
it's crazy you do like a run of shows right you have like eight shows in four days or something and the first show you do you're like oh that's fine that was good they laughed at this or whatever but then by like you know the fifth show or whatever it's just like insane and you're like just very fine-tuned and you're just like going bang 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 and it's like some of the best stuff like that last realtor standing show um last week you know i was just the week before i was like in austin doing stuff so i just like felt good about it right right? and then whenever i came there and i saw the people that like they're not a normal comedy club crowd which is what i kind of like to do like i'll open for like youtube guys or like guys on instagram or whatever who are like comedians but they don't do stand-up they're more like just do silly voices or whatever and like those people that come to watch those shows they're just like happy to be there like i would because i do the funny bone a lot in columbus and i'm always worried that i'm gonna do something and someone's gonna be like i saw you two months ago and Mm. you did that you know so when i do these things like last realtor standing or for something that's like a kind of a specialty audience i get extra excited because i'm like nobody here knows what i'm about to say right so i kind of knew i was like i'm gonna catch this bitch on fire dude i knew it was gonna be crazy like just leading up to it yeah it was it was a great set yeah great set and I, I felt the same the same way. I mean, I sat here, the other notebooks in the other room, but I actually wrote out my set, and mm-hmm. in that set were like three things that I've never you were talking about uh, new never and new never stuff. never yeah. did on stage before. I mean, you know, so yeah, it was, and 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 I, and I copped the attitude like, well, I don't do this for a living anymore. I care if it bombs or if it, but if it works, yeah, then I, I still get, I still, I still get that little bit of a of a of a rush. Um, does yeah, it you piss- came in the next day and told us something that worked. I forget. Yeah, what I was. I was very. I was very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, a kid. Yeah, I was yeah, bragging. Yeah. I was like I was so so happy that something worked. So and, is that your process, Dino? You write the joke out and then try it out on the stage, or do you write like keywords and phrases that spring your mind, and then you uh, work on it? I, on stage? It's, if I if I'm if I'm serious about it, for some reason I was that night. <laughs> uh, I was serious about it. I will actually write it out like I'm talking. Sure. And then I will condense it into. Uh, bullet points and then I will take the bullet points and just turn it into a little card with just one or two key words you know to, to remember yes the, the order and whatnot so yeah but but it's still rehearsed like you're talking about you want to hit the hit the right hit the beats and hit the and I knew and I knew and I could tell you right now I knew exactly even that night that I had missed it I, I knew where I'd missed my beats I don't do it on a regular basis but I still have mm-hmm. enough experience to know that oh man I didn't hit that beat well that's any performer you go up to stage so, I have so, fun, I blew and that I wish I wish I had the opportunity to get right back on stage the next night and do it again and get it yeah. right but I don't and I don't does it piss you off that you mentioned that you know you open up for these Instagram and these YouTube acts who aren't really comedians mm-hmm. but have developed and this is this is where we talk about the business of comedy 44 minutes later <laughs> but that's okay I don't care uh, uh, the business of comedy which is is in the last few years it's leaned towards that mm-hmm. comedy clubs are booking these YouTube phenoms and these Instagram because they can phenoms. sell 400 tickets right, right. Yeah. but do they have the the time do they have the show no, they don't not usually not some do but but yeah some do and that's why you know with jason he was doing stand-up for like 15 years right and then got all this huge following and then now people are like oh he's the dude on tiktok it's like well not really he's no. actually the best comedian you've ever seen you know right. so it's like that on the other end where these people 
didn't work on it for 15 years, they sell 400 tickets and then people show up and they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, that happens all the time. So they're, they're, they're grabbing the gold while they can. For sure. Yeah. But a lot of it too is just like people want to support, right? Uh, there was this lady that came through to the Funny Bone a few years ago and, you know, I did like 15 minutes before or whatever and her time was just awful. I mean, it was just like silence, but people still waited out in line. They wanted to buy her $35 hat. They wanted to get a picture for another $20. I'm like, well, it's good it, for you. It, so, let, the, let me defend what, them just for a second because my, my buddy is a teacher up at uh, Marquette and he teaches journalism. And he says these kids come in and they don't want to write for a newspaper. They don't want to be a journalist. They want to fucking be a YouTube star. So like there's the there's also there's this mindset of these kids who are cool with that. And they want to do that and they shoot for that. And I, and I guess I'm just saying that that's you have to take that in consideration that they're taking it into consideration. But I'm asking him from a from a performing standpoint and a guy that's been doing it for 12 years and has worked hard and crafts. <clears throat> His show, his words, sure. his timing, you know, debates whether or not to say stomach or tummy. Yeah. Okay. You I'm know, a psycho. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, no, yeah. no. But that's important. Yeah. So does that piss you off? Do you get angry? Do you get, do you get I don't frustrated? get angry, no. Um, now, if there was like somebody that they like hired instead of me, right? It was like me or this like YouTube guy. And they were like, we're going to go with the YouTube guy because he's better for whatever reason. And then you see them and they're like up there, you know, sweating and they're supposed mm. to do 20 minutes and they're six minutes in. They're like, all right, thank you. Good night. I'd be like, that kind of sucks. But no, I don't get mad at him. I mean, I don't really get mad at almost anything. Does it? It, it's maybe inspires the wrong word. Does it encourage you to maybe, well, maybe I need to move into this YouTube, Instagram world a little bit more. Definitely. I, I need to be on like the Instagram side. YouTube would be cool. Um, and you know, I do some stuff with my friend Adam. Uh, like he's popular on Instagram and has like a few hundred thousand followers or whatever. And so we'll like do sketches and stuff. And that's like fun. Um, there's a guy named Trevor Wallace who is kind of inspiring me. He's like um, a sketch guy, right? But he also does stand-up. So I have like all these like stand-up clips banked, right? Of like doing crowd work and stuff that people like to see on TikTok, mm. on Instagram. And then we also have these other sketches too that I've done with my friend Adam. So my plan is like do these sketches and put those out. And people are like, wow, these are just really funny sketches. And then after that, you do a stand-up clip and people are like, oh shit, they also do stand-up. Okay. So right. now we got to go see this guy. So you hook them. Mm -hmm. And then once they're on the hook, you use, uh, this is, this is what I'm really about. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And I don't even know if that's really what I'm about, you know, stand up, you know, I have done it for 12 years. I mean, I love doing it, but like my, what I'm about is you guys know workaholics, the show workaholics yeah. or like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Like show. what I'm about is like writing a television show or like a show and like starring in it and like. You know, or like doing movies where you're like writing, directing, acting in them. Sure, that's, that's what I'm about. That's what you. I've always appreciated about you, him. You know, theater, movies, whatever it is. I was I mean, a big fan of everything. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you mentioned Bo. You know, when you started out, you were a big fan of Bo. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet, I haven't heard you mention the fact that you incorporate music early uh, on. Yeah. So I'll do. Um, yeah. So actually, one of the worst shows that I've ever done. <laughs> uh, you know, I brought in music into it. I opened for this country music singer and uh because i was like oh they want to see a country music singer i'll just bring i had this mandolin and i couldn't play the mandolin 
But I was like, the song will be so funny, it won't even matter. <laughs> it mattered big time, you know? The, the, it wasn't even plugged in, you know? I'm just like, like whatever, strumming it. Um, I had this big thing because it was like right on the border of Ohio and Kentucky, but then West Virginia, they have people from there too. So I had this thing, it was like a, a Kentucky love song. And then the big like joke was like, I'm in love with my sister, right? That was like the whole thing. It was like, oh, their eyes are beautiful, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm in love with my sister. And people were like, I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> and then I was like, well, here's a West Virginia love song. And I did the same kind of song, only the big like punchline was I'm in love with my dog. <laughs> and it was like licking your dog's mouth or whatever. And people were like, Boo! they were like screaming. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Oh, yeah. I love my dog and yeah. I kiss my dog all the time, fucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I still do music stuff now like my friend Austin he's like an insane musician right he can play anything and uh, we did a show a couple weeks ago we did like an hour and 10 minutes actually we had 30 minutes of like songs that we had written right I've together seen, I've never seen you do music in your show. I've only seen you do stand up um, but I can't sing or really stay on rhythm at all but just uh, I love to like freestyle he's got great presence yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah, just yeah, the yeah. whole thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I'm detecting a theme yeah I can't read I don't have rhythm I can't, but I just I do it sing. and it's, it's fine you know uh, but my friend Austin, he can sing. He's got insane rhythm. So uh, we like had about five songs that we did. And then also we took suggestions from the audience because I love improvising. That's like my favorite thing. And people would be like, oh, do a song like Elvis about a lawnmower. And we would just do a song like Elvis about a lawnmower. So your improv skills, you got mad skills? When it comes I would to say that's probably the best thing that I can do. Really? Like, yeah. Are and then gonna, after that would be like sketches and then stand up. And then stand up. Mm -hmm. But you're making most of your living as a stand up. Stand up comedian, yeah. So the thing you do, th the, the third best is what's paying we, most we, of the bills. We go back to the business of it. Like yeah. that's where the gigs are, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so I do some work writing for my friend who I was in Austin with. So okay. there's like some there. But yeah, definitely stand up pays basically all the bills you know i am an auctioneer to family auction business you mentioned that earlier you actually do auctioneering you do like the, hey, blah, 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 the whole yeah the, well that was hey batter batter i don't know what you're about well, to do yeah, but yeah, yeah i do but you yeah. know what i mean uh -huh. yeah it's called do, chanting yeah. chanting you actually do that mm -hmm. do you have a bit about it on on stage not really oh God, i actually do have this new joke Zelda's coaster right now no <laughs> um but <laughs> I'm not that's going why to. I like Henry yeah. Allen. That's why I like Henry Allen. Any other comic would have been saying like, "Oh, okay, I got to really yeah, perform." Okay. Right? You go, that fucking, no, I'm not no, doing I'm it. Good. No, that's awesome. Um, no, 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 I refuse. But I mean, I, I've done auction jokes in the past. You know, I did have this one that I wrote um, when I was in Austin that I did a few times that worked pretty well. I would be like, you know, as an auctioneer, uh, there's this thing that you can do where I can tell uh, you any number after any number. And I would just point to someone in the crowd and be like, say any number. And they'd be like, nine. And I'd be like, ten, real fast. Just after that. <laughs> and they'd be like, pretty crazy, right? <laughs> so that was like kind of fun to do. But as far as like, I wish I had like a half hour on auction stuff, but. I don't really. You don't. But there's that's a skill. That I mean, in its own right, doing that. Mm -hmm. That's all. Hey, that's, that's, that's hey, better, better. That's hey, better, better. You can call whatever. That's hey, better, better. Hey, be hey better, better. That's what I learned tonight. Yeah. yeah. Hey, better, better, better. Um, but yeah, my grandpa, uh, he was an auctioneer. Started this uh, family business in 1970. My dad's done it his whole life, basically. And then I got my auction license when I was like 19. You need a license? Yeah. You can sell your own stuff, but you can't sell other people's mm, stuff unless you got a license. Yeah. Huh. Is there like and is how do you 
Is there a school? There's tons of schools. I actually uh, went to the Missouri Auction School. There's a school. My, there's an actual auction. auction yeah, there's several. School. There's one here in there Columbus. Yeah, by a guy well, named Mike Brantley. One. Yeah, I went to the same one my grandpa went to and my dad went to, which is like the number one auction school in the country. So when you came to that school, you were like a you were like a legacy. Um, yeah, I was more like had a fake ID and was like, let's get drunk <laughs> yeah. in St. Louis. You know, like we went to all kinds. We went to Cardinals games and like jazz bars uh, and stuff. That's buddy. a Bengals hat. But. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. you weren't. You weren't the, the, one, the one time I don't wear my fucking Cardinals hat. I'm yeah. a big Cardinals fan. My mom's fan. from like a small town called Mascouda, Illinois, outside yeah. St. Louis. So okay. she's a big Cardinals fan. Yeah, I grew Did up. Did you Cardinals have an Belleville, issue? Illinois. Oh, she knows Belleville. Yeah. An issue. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's you. all no, good. We're done. talking We're done. your baseball talk. <laughs> yeah. trying, trying to do a podcast. <laughs> issue with what? <laughs> did you have an issue when at, at the height of political correctness? Did that affect your show and some of the things that you say? And did you catch any grief for some of the things that you said? I mean, it, it seemed like there was a period of time where the audience was waiting, mm-hmm. waiting to pounce on something inappropriate. Or, or racist or sexually uh, wrong or politically incorrect, call it whatever, you know, go down the list of things. Sure. Did you ever experience that over the last few years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The worst that it probably was is I opened for this guy named Casey Fry, who's like a TikTok guy, Instagram, whatever, doing stand-up, right? Sold out crowd of the funny bone. This was maybe like um, the beginning of this year, probably. Okay. And, uh, you know, I did great, did a half hour before him. And it was like, honestly, one of the best sets I've ever had in my life. I was like, that was amazing. I get on my Instagram after I had 50 followers from the people that were just watching. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. And I went to a comment that I had on my uh, picture. And uh, there was this girl that wrote, couldn't make a single joke without degrading women. And I was like, wow. I have six older sisters. I do a lot of stuff about them, right? I have a bunch of girlfriend material about like, oh, she said the silliest thing or whatever. But I was like, I wasn't degrading women. And that like seriously like messed with me for like two days. And I was like super, like really sad about it. My girlfriend was like, fuck that girl. Like who can like she obviously doesn't know like what's going on. Like she was just hearing what you're saying, but like not. Not listening. Yeah. And like my mom always told me growing up, like there are no bad words, just bad thoughts. So you can be like, hey, stop being a bitch, you know? But if you're like, you're a fucking bitch, like that's, those are two different things. Exactly. It's all about intention. And my intention is never, ever from like a mean place, like ever. So the fact that this girl was like, that's all from a mean place. And he's talking horribly about his sisters and his girl. Like, I'm like. It was it was kind of sad, but um, then I was like, uh, "Fucking who cares about that girl?" And I hope she's watching. What's up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy because everyone there had the best time ever, and they were like, I said, tons of people follow me. There was a line of people being like, "That was hilarious," but you don't focus on them. You no, focus you on the one person right. that was like, "I didn't like that." And it goes back to what I said earlier when I paid you a compliment you kind of fluffed it off and you got a little self-deprecating what is that what is it that if there's 99 if there's 100 people in the room and 99 of them love you you're obsessed with the one that didn't Mm -hmm. I don't know I think it's just our feeling of just like wanting to make everybody like it 
And if that one person doesn't, you're not like, oh, well, everyone else liked it. You're like, man, what could I have done to make that one person like uh-huh. it? But then it's like, well, if you're making that one person like it, maybe the other 99 don't like it maybe all of not. a sudden. But then you're like, well, then how do I win back the other 99? Now that I got that one on my side, who knows? Yeah, it's, it's, to it's me, a, that's where you go back to do what you, story, you both have said it. Like, do what you know. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, because as soon as you're trying to adjust your story, your goof, your joke, whatever, to hit that and one person. And there's always someone that's yep. not going to like it. Yeah, and if you are, if you are honestly, and I think you know this, <laughs> even though you obsess over that one person, if you're if you're making a hundred percent of the people happy a hundred percent of the time, you're Wayne Brady. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so. yeah, you know, you're just yeah, <laughs> you're you're not you're not breaking any kind. Don't of talk shit about my boy Wayne Brady. You're you're probably somewhere very. I don't want to say generic, but... But yeah, you're doing like the clapter is what it's called okay. now, where you're like, you know, you just say things that people are like, I agree with that, right. yes. And I fucking hate that, you know? Like, uh, one of my friends the other <laughs> night was like, you know, he was joking mostly, but he was like, you know, I'm going to just pander to the audience for my time. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And he did, but he was still like funny about it, which is great. But just like, I don't like whenever comedians just go out, say these things because they know people are going to be like, I support that. I'm going to clap. Like, we're not there to make people clap. I mean, if you get an applause break, that's great. That's you great. Know? Yeah. But don't get an applause break for being like, oh, you know, just saying normal things that like everyone's like, no shit. We agree with that. You know, I get it. It's it's uh, it's you know um, I went to Ohio State University, best goddamn music <gasps> university in the world. Exactly, right? You know, but okay. And if that's your lead, well, then you better have some really good jokes mm-hmm. about having been at Ohio State. If that right. was if that's what you're serving up, then you better back it up with some humor about being at Ohio State University. That's actually funny. But if you're just saying I went to you know greatest university in Ohio State University. Wah! Right, and then at, we see that all the time. People come into town, and they go, "Oh, uh, they just say to say, oh wait,' oh, and, and they get the crowd oh, yeah. going." Yeah. Have you ever seen someone though come in and not really know where they are? Yeah. I saw Sean Kingston once at Ohio University, and he was like, "Ohio State," and everyone was uh, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's I always have. fun whenever you see the person that's like, "Oh wow, what's up, Cleveland?" Oh, yeah, Cincinnati, dude. Uh, and, it's crazy. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, I think I've done that. Well, that's a rock and roll joke. You, you, they, you know, the the name of the the, the uh, city's yeah. written on the back of their guitar. They're For like, sure. Uh, that was actually talking about doing stand up when I was seventeen. That was a thing. I mean, it's very corny and cliche now. But it was like, oh wow, it, feel, it feels really good to be here. And I would like look at my hand mm-hmm. and like read it off my hand. Yeah, pretty corny. Where do you think it's going? <laughs> but it's funny. Where do what, two questions? The twofold question. Where do you think comedy's going now? And are you on that? Are you on a on a path that is suitable and acceptable for you, or do you want to go someplace different with it? You mentioned the fact that you want to write and sketches and stand up is third, but I'm curious. After 12 years, where are you, and and what is it that you want to do? Um. Well, what I want to do is write a show or movie, and then get that made right. and go uh, be a part of making that. 
Um, but I think that stand up is in a it's it's kind of gone over the hump of like the political correctness. Like if you're still just like mean and not funny, then people are going to be like, that's not funny. That's not funny. But like if you are coming from a good place where it's not like a hateful place and you can make fun of stuff. I mean, whenever I was in Texas, like they wanted to hear like crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like they wanted shocking stuff. They wanted you to talk about things that. In Ohio, people would not normally, I mean, Columbus is kind of, um, you know, for lack of a better term, just like, not like progressive, very progressive, you know, so like to do a show in Columbus, like in the short north, I mean, you say something about like gay people, people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you're like, well, the joke isn't about that. You know, the joke is about whatever. Yeah. Stop half listening. Yes. Listen to it all. Mm -hmm. That's what I was talking about. There was that time where people were just waiting for buzzwords or or phrases to to jump on. Mm -hmm. And that's all they heard. They didn't hear the rest of the fucking Mm -hmm. joke. As you said, you know, it's not a joke about that. It's about this. But what I said, the, I said a buzzword. I said gay people. Mm-hmm. And they jump on something. Yeah. I, it, and those crazy. people that it used to in radio, go. too. Really? Yo, God, yeah. Do they have to call you on the rotary phone? or? What? Yeah. <laughs> they call up. They stop saying they gay people on the radio. Listen. <laughs> they, 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 I don't, I, I, they have listened mm-hmm. to something. They don't hear. That whole stuff with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Chappelle's a good example. But I think the, those people that were coming to look for that, right, looking for the buzzword to be like, now I have a problem, they're not necessarily coming as much anymore. People that are coming to the shows are the ones that are like, I'm tired of hearing all of that on the news, all of it on Twitter. It's like kind of draining. So we just kind of want to let loose and just have fun. And if you're coming from a good place that's funny, then that's all that matters. And it seems like that 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 uh, Johnny and I were talking that that key is has been put back into the lock, and the lock is coming off, and the and we're we're unshackled again to a certain degree. It yeah. seems, oh, you know, because you heard for the last couple of years that comics were afraid to. Not maybe not afraid is the wrong word, but reluctant mm-hmm. to to approach certain topics. Some not. Some didn't yeah. give a damn. Some, some like wanted to double down just because. Yeah, yeah right. Like, the other oh, way, right, right. and and some were, and, and it was it was very confining and very limiting. Mm-hmm. But it seems like those those chains have started to. So, yeah, there's somebody that, that just bit. got canceled, and I was like, it's been a minute since uh, we've had a good cancel. Uh, I don't. It didn't matter who it is, but I was like, who was it? Do you remember? Was I, it a comedian? No, it was. Uh, I now I, I won't remember, but it's you know like an actor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, which is why, which is why also I like, and you do the same thing. Which is why I like to keep the comedy uh, steeped in my truth. You know. Yeah, because I'm talking. I do say things that are me. bad, right? I do have a joke where I say the f word, right? And right. I usually say it, but since this is a family show, let me just take a drink of alcohol. You fuck or what? No, no, no. <laughs> um, the draw. Say that here all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was actually doing a show, a stand-up show, where a guy like called me that, yelled it out in front of everyone. So like, I have a joke about that, right? But everything that I'm saying, it might be people are like, "Whoa, like you're degrading women." I'm like, "Well, I'm no, actually telling stories about my sisters." You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's like, there's a difference between Huge. that and mm-hmm. like being like, "Wow, women, women be tripping." It was Kanye, by the way. That's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, of. his his stuff about the he definitely was. Just, yeah, yeah, he's well, can for real, yeah, yeah, like, sure. but, you know, yeah. But, but, but it was like for a minute there was like like twice a day there would be like oh fuck there goes yeah, somebody uh, somebody, somebody said else. this and yeah. somebody said that mm-hmm. 
years ago they said this. And don't get me wrong, I think that people should be held like accountable for things that they've done, right? But I think that maybe someone that said something 15 years ago could like stuff that's taken out of context. You guys know who Shane Gillis is? Yes. Sure. So Shane Gillis, right, writer, comedian, gonna be on SNL. Was I've, yeah. Yep. Thing from a podcast came out where he did like an Asian accent. They were like so absolutely wrong. not done. But it's like dude, we would be so fucked if oh my all gosh, of a sudden the uh, whiskey business like <laughs> like we got picked up. What are you, what are you saying? Well, they would go back and just find <laughs> so much. Like, oh, he's saying you say slurs. I stand by every podcast. I don't think anything happened. I don't think anything. No. Oh, okay. That's me, why I that's, would be fucked. <laughs> we have a we have a thing on the uh, we yeah. say we, when we because we tape these and uh, every once in a while we've gone live and we've done the remotes. That were live during the pandemic and, and whatnot, but we have what they call podcast remorse, where sometimes I've sat with a guest and after we sat down after the podcast, they go like, "You know that one thing I said? You think we can, can we take, take that can out? We take that out, please." And I'm like, "Sure, of course we can." You know, remember that thing I said about gypsies? Did we maybe lose that? Please, <laughs> like, you had a 12 minute great gypsy bit. You know? I love black people. <laughs> yeah, take it out. No, we, and, but it happens, and and, and I'm we not do. Taking that out with you. Wait, wait. I didn't say anything bad. I just, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, but it's interesting how you just you know you 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 got a little timid or a little like if they're only going to hear one word and they're not going to hear the rest of the joke. You know, that's it, it's it. I look at it now and I go, wow, I'm glad I'm not doing that for a living. But at the same time, like if I was doing it for a living, what would I do? I don't know. I I, I don't always know, which is why, like I said, I try to just keep it about me. You want to cancel? Myself, no, you know, I'm making fun. I'm making fun of my, you know, lack of sexual prowess right, at 63. Yeah. I'm not talking about that guy, yeah. not, and, and I'm not blaming it on that woman. Mm -hmm. It's me. And know? if you talk about you, it seems like you know. Then there's really nothing wrong with that, right? right. Because you're talking about stuff that you have done, you've learned, you've experienced. People can't be mad about that because then it's like, well, I experienced, you didn't experience right. it. Why are you getting mad at me for what I experienced? Like that Crazy. doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So I think that's dying a little bit. I have been saying that for like three years. It's so though. funny because we're dealing with this bullshit at work all the fucking time. All the time. It's the uh, same. On the radio. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, yeah. Like... Why well, are you, thanks why, for bringing why, it up. Why, why are you? Why are you upset with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, no, it's like, part. It's yeah, part why, why are you getting upset with me? With me because I think this. It's and part. It's part of the business. Don't get me wrong. I've made people upset before. Like I've walked people. I did a show one time early on in my career where, whenever I got off stage, I made a dude like walk out. He was by himself. He leaves, and then when I got off stage, the guy that was the host was like, "You should probably go because he might bring a gun back." And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Like that's so, I mean, I've definitely made people mad for sure. But it's never like, you know, it's always like, oh, what are you, stupid? Or, what you know, or like something like that. Or like yeah. someone is, I from like year one to like six, I was very, okay, no, I take that back. From year like three to six, I was very like aggressive. Like it was almost like me versus them, right? Like if I Where'd win them. Where did that come over, from? Where, what was that about? I think it was doing stand-up. And like them not listening or giving me what I thought that I should be getting back from them. So it was like, if you guys are a good audience, that's cool. But if you're like not a good audience and you're like talking at your tables, like I would definitely call people out. But look at the culture out. too, like uh, uh, the insult dog. I mean, you know what? Again, it's this time where you're growing up and, and doing it. Like, 
I think that was probably part of the norm. But I think a lot of comedians, because uh, I was doing a show in Dayton a few weeks ago, or I guess like a month now, uh, with this guy, and there was a guy that was like hosting. I was like host, then me as the feature, then the headliner, and the guy, the host was like six years in, and he was like, you know, I'm feeling like a, a little aggressive towards the audience, and the guy that, that was the headliner was like, you know, around year six, that's like when it happens, and I was like, dang, dude, for oh, me, wow. it was like year six too, so I don't know if that's a bunch it's of- interesting, I never looked at the timetable. What about yeah. you? Any, 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 any I, I uh, no, I just, uh, if, if anything, when it comes to stand-up, I, I, I've told you this i have a uh, regret re- remorse uh I'm not doing it more or yeah when i when i came took took the job in in 1994 at sunny i was at the uh the peak of my you know i had i done comic strip live and a couple of other a and e shows comedy on the road whatever and it was mm-hmm. just I was a fine-tuned machine. What was your sweet spot for minutes? For minutes? Yeah, like to do a set. How many minutes was like your sweet spot? Like for me, like 15 minutes? I'll catch a fucking house on fire in 15 minutes. I, I, I'm not bragging. I was doing, uh, the, the headliner spot was, it was, it was, 45? It, it was 45. It was, I mean, you know. And you it, would just slam for 45 minutes straight. Uh, no, no, it would, it would, it would, it would start strong. It would probably level out here, then it'd have its peak, but I would sure. always close. Strong. So, super strong. You know, like just You're a storyteller having whiskey yeah. on storyteller stage. Storyteller, and, and there were different yeah, variations yeah, yeah, of what yeah. I was doing. I think I was actually trying at one point to to create like a like almost like a one-man show type of thing mm. in the confines of stand-up. Mm. There was one year I, at the Funny Bone, I actually dressed the stage and had a bar and and a chair and and, and stuff. I was doing stuff but at that particular point in 1994 I had taken the Sunday 95 job and I was at the Funny Bone uh, the weekend before I was supposed to start I was supposed to start on Monday and work with a guy named Bob Simpson and I did the show and he came to a Thursday night show and I just it, it just rocked it was just one of those great great nights mm-hmm. and he comes up to me at the bar afterwards and he's like don't do it I go don't do what he goes don't take the job i go what do you mean don't take the job i just moved back from california with all the job for the job he goes this is what you should be doing this is what you should continue to do and that haunted me oh yeah it still haunts me i've I've heard you say that yeah to this day it still haunts me what if i just what if i would have had the balls to say all right i'm not going to take the job but i was at a point in my life where yeah. I was going to get paid more money than I ever made on the road. And Danielle was here. Yeah, my daughter was here. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a lot of th- factors that went into it. Ended up being a good decision because I've had a very successful and prosperous life in radio. But man, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. And you probably will forever. I honestly. will. I've never asked you this. So like, okay, 1984, you know, 1994 to 1990, you know, 2000. I mean, whatever. The radio heyday, right? Right. When you're in the middle of all that, were you? I guess hindsight's twenty twenty is my my point. Like when 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 you were the king of morning radio here in Columbus, were you like, ah, fuck, I should have stayed, you know, in, in L.A. And can I ask a question on top of that? Yeah. When you were the king of morning radio, could you not do like? No, I did. Yeah, I, I did. I feel like you like hey, going good morning. Back and forth. Well, the first two years uh, of of radio, I was actually going back to L.A. 
I, I kept my uh, my spot in my apartment out in L.A. for the first two years. Well, I kept you were my, balling then. You just had that cash just to throw away? Yeah, well, I was just, you know, I, I wanted to go back, and I was doing regular sets at the comedy store. That's and so I was cool. in the main room at the comedy store. And I wow. was like, I was going back there, and I like, because I, I did not the original have a room or the main room? Uh, I was in both. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah uh, uh, I don't know if this is an old school comedian, a guy named Lenny Clark. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you. I'm a little offended that you don't think I know who Lenny well, Clark is. I don't know is. if you know yes. the history of older comics. Of comedians, yes, of comedians. I, do, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah, know. I do, I do. Because yeah. I talked to a lot of young, younger comics, and I mentioned mm. some old school guys yeah. from back in, and they, and they who? Yeah. You know, but Lenny They're Clark, like, my old school guy is Ron White. You're like, get <laughs> out right now. I love me some Ron White. Well, I mean, yeah, I but he's too. not an old school guy, uh, you know? I got some. I have got some great Ron White stories, I'll oh, tell you sometime. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Didn't you go canoeing with Ron White? No, we went tubing. 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 <laughs> tubing down That's the Guadalupe. Tubing down the Guadalupe River when we were Dear working Lord. in Texas. That's amazing. Does. Yeah. Just <laughs> sh- shroomed oh. off our asses. That's yeah. even better. But yeah. yes, I do know who Lenny Clark is. Yeah, well, he got me, he got me into the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And Mitzi took his recommendation. Wow. Thankfully, I... Followed through on that, and I worked the original room, and then she put me up in the main room pretty pretty fast, and it was it was incredible. Yeah, it was, and I and and I kept going back, you know, back and forth. Is your name on the building? No. Okay. No. His no. no. name is not on the building. Yeah. No, I never got the sign. That was really the sweet. Because that was a short. It was a short time. It was a What's short, short. Six months. Ninety two to ninety four. Oh, yeah, two years. That's two yeah, years. Two, two oh, years. Right. Yeah, but the ninety the year ninety two was like. You know, I had to go on the road and work. I wasn't spending as much time, even though I lived in L.A. You know, you wanted the you wanted the the status, like yeah, I moved to L.A. for my career. But you but you're still yeah. doing thirty weeks on the road. For you're sure. still in oh, Omaha, right. Nebraska, working the Funny Bone, and and, and then going back to L.A. Ramada. Yeah, so yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy. But but I'm saying, yeah, I kept doing it because that was the thing. I, and when I had vacation, I would go on the road. When I got vacation from the radio station, I would book stuff on the road. Stuff on the road. You must Thanks, be tired, dude. Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Thanksgiving week for like three years. Well, I, the night before Thanksgiving is always a great night to do stand-up. Right? Everybody's, yeah. everybody's cooking. I would go to Omaha for like three years running. I would go and spend Thanksgiving in, in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, the, 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 the manager of the club, I would have a dinner at her house with her family and her kids. And, and it, was, it was great. It was, that was my traditional Thanksgiving for like three years. Do you still go to the open mics and try out stuff? Do you still do that? Do you I'll still... try stuff out at like real shows. At real shows. Yeah. Okay, so you just I don't right care. What, and it kind of worries me because you were like, I used to be fearless and then now you're scared of stuff. Well, it's, it's nervous, not yeah. scared. Yeah. <laughs> when you said you used to be fearless and now you're a little baby. What was it? I forget uh, the yeah, exact quote. Well, something <laughs> something like that. Cry, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was little, yeah, yeah, yeah that was something. Yeah, I don't know. Those yeah, were your yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, it's like my tummy. My tummy gets My tum tum. My tum tum gets all nervousy. Yes, is tum tum funnier than tummy? Tum tum is funnier than tummy because it's a hard m tum tum. What I want credit for, goddammit, is the callback. God damn it, it's there. It's there. Calling back a joke on a podcast. Callback has a K sound. That's good. Yeah, we'll give you credit. Um, But the yeah, don't go to really open mics as much. I mean, I still will, but if I do an open mic, I'm basically making it all up right then. Like I'll have like one idea that I'm like, oh, this will be okay, and then I'll just like do that, or I'll just like talk to the people there, you know? Because I really, really like doing crowd work, improvising, being like, oh, what do you do? You guys know each other, whatever. And like honestly, because I got to host, be a host of the Funny Bone. I got hired when I was like 24. 
maybe 25 to like start like hosting there, right? Doing weekends, doing off nights, whatever. And they wanted you to kind of do, I'm sure you know, like the the celebrations. Is it anybody's birthday, birthday, anniversary, divorce, whatever, you know? And just like doing that for two years is just like you get a you get it that gets pretty sharp you know with it so and there were things that i would do that i still do that you'll like make up on the spot and that'll get a bigger laugh than like a joke that you wrote and And i'm like oh shit like i just want to just do this you try to like work it back into the set no you you know because once again it's 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 about the the timing if somebody heckles you i've discovered if somebody heckles you it doesn't matter what you say back it's right. how fast you say it back faster <laughs> the better right i'll tell people that all the time because they're like how did you say that back to that person and i'm like you you're not even thinking you just literally the first Boom. thing just you just say it and like because people want to be on your side they, quick, right? quick quick is fun it, no, you, you it, do that with me it, all the it time it is i mean if, you know, if somebody <laughs> says you know you're an asshole hey hey dickhead hey, and you, you go um your mom you, uh, well also. you're a yeah, no. but if you're like, you eat assholes, everyone's yeah. like, oh, oh yeah, 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 that's the matter what you said. Yeah. It's like the fact that you said it quickly and boom, right then and then, that's that. Once again, we go back to the science mm-hmm. and the mechanics of it. Well, and even I've seen you where, like, you need, not necessarily, I'm like, there's something too with the funny with the pause, you can do the look or like the. Uh, don't even like it, uh, like this is so easy i don't even want yeah. to handle it like if somebody I, yeah, 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 says yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so bizarre <laughs> then you can kind of be like yeah, taken you could, back you could, you by could, this it. is so the easy acting for me by the way speaking of actors anybody tell you you look like a, like a young tony perkins Who's Tony Perkins? Ah! <laughs> I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. Mother, Psycho. Is he bad? Anthony Perkins. Yeah, I don't know. No, he was Norman Bates in Psycho. Oh, I yeah. only know the new version of Norman Bates. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, pull up a, <laughs> can you pull up an Anthony Perkins picture? Yeah, yeah, Someone yeah. told me I get that I sound like Ryan Reynolds a lot. Yeah, yeah. I get that I all that. the time. Yeah. You're less Canadian, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, because um, I'm not as nice. I yeah. get it. I, I read through the lines. Yeah. Um, I did have a girl one time tell me that I look like Justin Timberlake, and I was like, yeah, if he was in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, look like I had a, a person tell me once that I look like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And yeah, I, a little yeah, bit, a little, little bit. bit. Let me see this guy. Yep. Okay. It's Let's the eyebrows. The, yeah. You look the at the camera there. And you oh, got yeah. a beard going on right now, but. Uh, you got a beard picture of him? Or? Let me see yeah, if there's totally. a. John, Anthony Perkins. But that, that movie, Psycho. Wait, no, it's not Psycho. What was the. Yeah. Was it just called Psycho, where yeah, he the, like wore his mom's skin or yeah, whatever? No, Spoiler not his mom's skin. He actually yeah, dressed yeah, yeah. up like his mom. Oh, but he didn't wear her skin. It was just her clothes. Her clothes. Yeah. yeah. He killed her, right though, yeah. or something. Uh, Chip's loving it. <laughs> or I thought she just died. Anthony Perkins. Did you yeah. ever watch the new version of that? They remade it uh, called Bates Motel. Oh yeah, with uh, with uh, the, the the good doctor. Exactly. The, yeah. I can't remember. And, his and name the right gal now. from House of Dragons. She's yeah, in House yeah, of Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Ross. Is that what you're talking about, Doctor Ross? She's not in House of Dragons. Yeah. Who Which is? part is she? I just the uh, the friend with the uh, uh, you know the oxygen tank is the bad. Oh, I thought the you meant the guy. mom. Uh, I thought no, you meant his no, mom. No, was the in mom it. is all in uh, a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. She's in like all the Conjuring movies. Yeah, and she's also in like one movie that's called like uh, with Leo no, Leonardo the, DiCaprio. The Departed. Yeah, I was gonna say a D word. Yeah, Departed. she's a great actress. She's yes. a great actress. But Bates Motel was fun. It was mm-hmm. fun. You never saw Psycho, the original Psycho, without no, Alfred Hitchcock. No, I don't like scary stuff. Really. This is I, it's. 
I don't know if scary is the right word. Suspenseful. I like suspense. I like bank robbery stuff, but yeah. I'm like a sucker for like a rom-com. Like if you show me like a Vince Vaughn movie, I'm like, this is fucking funny. Yeah, ironically enough, Vince Vaughn played uh, Norman, Bates. Norman Bates in the remake. In the no, remake. you swear? Yeah, he did. He did. About, really? It, that's crazy. Don't yeah, you remember like was, uh, He's too big. His frame's too big. Wasn't it with no, no, 2000. Uh, 2000. Uh, the, the, Shot for shot remake. Shot for shot remake. Totally. And, and it was well, the, the gal who was, just died. Yeah. The one uh, just, uh, oh my gosh. Was 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 uh, one, one who just crashed into the house and, and oh and, shit. Uh, yeah, that girl. Julianne Moore no, Julianne was the Moore. sister. No, no. Julianne Moore was Dina the sister. Dina got so mad at that that you Julianne... would bring that up. He's like, you no, fucking No, Julianne idiot. Moore was the sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes, she was. She was. She was. She was. She was married to, god damn, the... the Anne Heche. Anne Heche. Jesus. Thank you. She I'm was, done. I'm yeah, done. Thank you. Thank you. Why did it take Anne so Hayes. long? No doy. But... Yeah, duh. I don't even know who Anne Heche <laughs> is, but sure, yeah. No, but Anthony Perkins in, in the original Psycho, and he did, and he did come back and do like a Psycho two years later. Was there two and three? Yeah, two a... and three. He did. He did a bunch of them. Yeah, I never saw. Any I other mean, ones. I no disrespect, but I am disappointed with Psycho two and Psycho three. Like, not the best name. I mean, like, come on. Like, if you're gonna, there's. I feel like there's a lot more you can maybe. Exp- kind of expand on yeah they just like definitely psycho 2 i could see that because we had the first psycho now psycho 2 yeah but, but psycho, psycho 2 didn't come out for decades later yeah. it feels Here's lazy to me by then. yeah 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 feels lazy still psycho yeah always psycho yeah, 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 or maybe yeah. psych no <laughs> i like that that's, that's kind of yeah, fun psych, no, that's good. yeah, psych, yeah that's no fun. but i that's, I, I, I just uh, in, in, in the face in the face and in, in the and in the eyes, actually, I saw a little. Oh, yeah, your oh. eyes look like you would wear your mother's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, have you seen that movie about that psycho? You look just, <laughs> just like, like him. him. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I meant it as a comedy. Yeah, that was really the only movie he ever did. Because no, no shame on you. Shame on again, you again. A shame on you. Tony Perkins did a lot of good movies. He was a little. He was a little. You know, you're mad. No, he is. He's a little upset. You know, that's the one he's best known for. Okay, thank you. That's right. it. I was, I was going to say. I was I hate it when I hurt his feelings. I don't really watch a lot of old movies, though. Like, I'll see some old movies, but, like, my stepdad, he's, like, an old British guy, and he'll be like, oh, you got to watch this black and white movie with Audrey Hepburn. And I'm like, do I, though? Yeah, you know? Dan Busters. What is it? Dan Busters. See, you haven't seen it. An old movie to me is like 1982. I'm like, this is an old movie. Uh, yeah, well, it is. An yeah. Old movie, but yeah, no. Uh, What's the volcano movie? Dante's Peak? No, John's favorite movie. Oh, Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. See, as far as titles go, that's a good title it's right there. It's title, like right? Joe and there's a volcano and they're against each other. And they were like, nay, yeah, I got yeah, this. Joe versus the Volcano. That That's a good movie. It's a Tom good Hanks movie. is Joe. Tom Hanks is Joe, yeah. and Meg Ryan and is, is the it. Volcano. Yeah. Meg Nobody Ryan's loved it. It was horrible. Uh, I'm horrible curious. Office. Who do you guys think is the best actor just ever? Who? I'm leaning toward Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. I'll go ahead because I know my answer. My answer is going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's mm. a solid actor. Daniel Day-Lewis is pretty strong. And I yeah, guess Leo I was, was a bad one? or No, no, no Leo's great. Well, Leo's, Leo's I, great, I hate, but I would take Lewis over, over, over DiCaprio. Yeah. I, I would say Johnny Depp only just because I like quirkiness, but I 
I feel I worry that he's he plays you know the same card too yeah, often. Yeah. yeah, he maybe is too quirky, yeah, right? He yeah, couldn't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, he's played serious, but like as far as like a doctor, I would be like, that's Johnny Depp dressed up like a doctor. Where Leo, I could be like, that's a doctor. Yeah, Leo's great. But Daniel Day Lewis, he just the whole method thing. I mean, yeah, he's he, tight. Um, he lives it. Do and, you guys like method? You answer first, and then I got a method acting question. Yeah, I do love method acting. I, yeah. What's your answer? The first thing that popped in my mind was Brando. Oh, yeah, wow. Well, Marlon Brando. I, yeah. Especially if you watch something other than The Godfather. But I, I was watching, once again, it's a black and white movie. Mm-hmm. I watch Streetcar Named Desire, and I watch On the Waterfront, and I see all these, and some some other films that he did. And later on, and later in life in his career, he made he made he actually made some bad movies. Sure. But there was, he had a, just this presence. And I tell you, another person who I was just amazed with, and once again, these are old actors, but that, that were cut short in life. I was watching uh, James Dean as mm-hmm. an actor. Uh, he's like a 27 club member right or something yeah he died young and and there was just I was watching this I was actually watching something and I was rewinding it I was on uh, Turner Classic and I was rewinding it to see just some of the little subtle little subtle Mm -hmm. things that that were just that couldn't be taught or isn't that amazing because someone that doesn't know to look for that is just like oh that's just somebody doing something but then someone that does know you can see it's like in their eyes here there's like a difference between squinting here or squinting with your cheeks or whatever like there's such just little tiny things that you're like wow this is like taking this person they always say that acting is really reacting and and that's and that's what you see in in a lot of these performances you see them not so much say that line to me again acting is reacting acting is reacting (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) really I, I changed my mind. You're the best actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. I the term is present company excluded. Yeah. Henry Allen, by far. Yeah. The best. But after that, maybe the Daniel Day Lewis, I guess. Then Leonardo uh, DiCaprio, but that's the order I'm going mm-hmm. with. I would say uh, James Dean actually, if he had not died, he'd be in the same conversation as Daniel Lewis. And, and you think so? I think How so. How old would he be right now? He would be in his seventies by now. Uh, oh, if not older. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He. He was. He. There. There's a lot. Of, he had a lot of people like that were special. You know. And a but lot wasn't of, he? No disrespect, because I don't know anything about his. Is it called dis, discography? What's it called with like mu- filmography. Uh, filmography? Filmography. Thank you. Um. I, once again, I can't read. Um. But yeah, so I don't know anything about James Dean's like filmography. But wasn't he kind of? Correct me if I'm wrong. For lack of a better term, like pretty boy ish. Yeah, that right. was like his. Was that like well, his biggest crutch, or did he, was he a pretty boy that could also kind of turn it up? You can say the same act. thing about DiCaprio. He's a pretty boy that can act. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so could, was, but James Dean so could James act. Dean was, though. Yes, he wasn't just a pretty boy. And Daniel Day Lewis is a handsome man for crying out loud. Yeah. when he wants to be, because different different situations, he has to be either ugly or beautiful. Right? Yeah, and right. that's kind of fun with acting. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, I did just play this heartthrob, but now I'm playing a troll under a bridge. So it's like you got to. Exactly who these guys are. Yeah, no, there is. There, there is. Was it Bridge the guy? Just troll. It goes, <laughs> troll. To, it goes back to a whole other discussion about you know what's an actor and what's a movie star. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some people that back in the day were both. Yeah. You know, because they you there know. really aren't a lot of movie stars anymore though. You well, know, you're talking, still Leonardo DiCaprio is a movie star. Movie star. But, but he brings it. 
Yes, he definitely brings it. Brad but Pitt has chops, you know. You, you Brad Pitt's about... a stud, dude. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Leonardo DiCaprio, and I left when and Quentin Tarantino, but and I left being like, Brad Pitt's a fucking stud, he's dude. Been, yeah. He has been. He, good. He's one of those like sexy, like all the women like him, but also uh, all the guys. But like all the guys him. are like, I think he, I'm he gay does, now. Yeah, you know, he does all cool. <laughs> <for women>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Fight Club, though, I had a guy one time because Brad Pitt's in that. Um, a guy told me he was like. You look like yeah. Um, he they're like you look like Edward Norton okay. from Fight Club. I'm like, isn't he that. a Nazi in that? Right. Like that's not a compliment no, at all. That's, that's Ameri- uh, what is it? Uh, once upon time, no, American X. American X. Yes, he is a Nazi in that. Right, okay, yeah. he's just a psychopath, and... a reformed Nazi. But yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Once again, I told you we go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Uh, Are we in a rabbit hole right we're now? Rabbit, I don't we're, think so. we're in the, we're in the, This is our sweet spot. Movies. This is, yeah, yeah. We get right to the now. method yeah. actors and so forth. <laughs> but Gary Oldman's, Gary Oldman's a, a magnificent great actor. actor. Uh-huh. Oh right. God, I, I mean, there's 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 guys that just yeah. But I think if you're too method, chill out. You know, like, yeah. really, like, well, come on. Some, some people would say is, that about yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah, say, yeah. I could see someone saying, like, okay, dude, you know, you're like, not Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, For sure. Some, <laughs> Let's go ahead and pull it back <laughs> a some second. Some people you know? say that if you're method, sometimes it's it's psychologically detrimental because you dive so deep mm-hmm. that you take months and months and years to recover. Daniel Day-Lewis does not work as much because he dives too deep. All right. And he's got to take some time to get back he's to gotta, his person. Didn't he actually stop? Yeah, he's a cobbler. Yeah. He's, a, he's actually... He's, like a shoe cobbler, Chip? Yes. Yeah, he actually... Whoa, he actually wow, like, okay. really, and then was it Gangs in New York? I think he came back, right? No, it was after Gangs. He did... Uh, there uh, Will Be Blood? No, yeah. He no, no. What was the last one? The, the Thread movie. Uh, the Thread movie? Well, that's... I think with Tom Hanks is like... He's awesome, but he he's he's Tom Hanks. Like he he's the same same guy in every role. Yeah, but he's so good every time. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah, good. Yeah, you yeah, love Tom. Yeah. Tom Hanks is a movie star. Right. Yes. Yeah. But he's that's also another, a great actor. That's another yeah. movie star. Yes. Day, uh, Jimmy Stewart. He's a Tom Hanks is. I thought it was Jane Fonda. Is it Jane, Jane or Fonda. James? James Fonda. What, what about the like the comedians that turn? Uh, you know, like Robin Williams. Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, Bill Bill Murray. You will hear this a thousand times. Comedians make great dramatic actors. You, yeah, I've learned that from you. Why do you think that's the case? I think because they're so sad deep down. <laughs> no, no, honestly, he's being honest. And like. If I could do anything, like excluding write a show and be in it or whatever, like that's what I thought that I could also do. Like I did theater in college or whatever at Columbus State because I can't read community college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like as far as dramatic acting goes, I feel like I would be very good at that. Right. I'm, a, I'm an excellent fake crier. I can fake cry maybe better you're than... you so sad all the time? No, 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 no really. I it's get, like a feeling. It's saying. a feeling in the eyes. But I don't I know why they make such good dramatic actors, but something about it. They do make great dramatic actors. Yeah. But, and, I, and I've heard from my friends all the time, They say, you know, because Johnny and I have worked on many a project together, and they all know my stand-up background and my comedy background. I'm like, dude, why do you make such... Sad dramatic movies. Why? When are you it's gonna, my fault. Sorry. When are you gonna? When are you gonna make something funny? And I and I tell them, I go, it's actually very hard to make funny stuff. To make a, a funny mm-hmm. movie. I mean, there it, it is hard to make. Well, I think so many things go into it, right? So you have a funny script. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but then now it goes into another kind of 
not level, but it's like the next step where now it's like the production, right? The pre-production is this script is amazing. Now it's the production time and there's a bunch of hands kind of on it, right? The director or whatever, the people that are acting in it, they're kind of taking their own thing from it. So it's just like, and then after you make that, now it's the post-production of like the editor being like, I think this is the best take. This is the thing, putting it together. So there's just so many levels that it can kind of the funniness can be lost that's why casting is important because you have to you have to set up your film to be successful and you have to set to and get all the material you need so your editor can do his job and keep it funny Mm -hmm. right it's tough i mean where maybe a dramatic movie it's not that that can't be lost because it definitely can be lost but i feel like it's it's easier to lose a joke versus mm-hmm. losing like a serious moment. Right. Especially right. you talk about beats. beats. You get an editor just fuck with one, yeah. you know, second. Yeah, there's you been know. a lot there's been a lot of comedy movies and there's been, I been, don't get me wrong, I've I've laughed my ass off at uh, tons of comedies, but there's been other comedies where I've I've I once again, the beats, the they yeah. were missing the beats. The the rhythm was off. There was something that just didn't work. It's in the editing. And yeah. If you're off by 48 frames of a reaction, sometimes it can mean either a, a, a joke dies or right. it becomes a really great moment. Yeah, it died so much that it's funny now. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's like that's, that's why I'm such a, a, a fan of it. Like, once again, I'm going back to something you, you don't watch a lot of, but if you ever do, educate yourself in that realm and start going to oh, I'll watch do it some, tonight. <laughs> do it tonight. Watch some old black and white uh comedies that you know directed by howard a guy named howard hawks mm-hmm. with cary grant and rosalind russell and the scripts the no cary grant but i don't know the just the, the the beats the timing the rapid fire the Catherine hepburn and jimmy stewart his girl uh, friday is a great movie his girl friday it's, it's so fast henry it's it, it, it's just so fast and quick that it's just like you're like it's like a machine gun. Yeah, you're. you're <laughs> but I yeah. love that. I think that's great. And, like, and, and and they're and they're totally engaged. And you go, wow, that works. And then you see updated versions of the same thing. You know, I've seen. There's been like uh, three or four remakes of uh, the movie called the the front page, front page. Uh, the front page. And Chip was just a second late on that one. But something, it's okay. something's there's something just missing. missing. There's the rhythm that's missing. Uh, so that's why do you think it was easier though back in the day forgive me for saying that no it's okay it was back in the day but back in the day because the the steps of making it it was there weren't as many to that's take that's what I was gonna say you, right like, it was like you just filmed it yeah, they, right. they said the lines and then it was kind of done like uh, movie magic yeah it was just it. it was just like you know we're here at the table we say the lines and it's it like now where it's like okay well we said the lines at the table but now we're going to do it from Whitney's perspective and then we're going to get this and now you have too much it's like a lot of the old films are all, all shot in masters right? right and a lot of these performers were used to, to acting in the theater and with this type of writing so they shot masters and they only went into coverage which is either close up or immediate mm-hmm. shot on the other actor when they needed to. When they needed to, not not out of creative choice. Yeah, because the studios, they did not want to spend money on it. And time was money. Get through the fucking Still script. is. Yeah. You got four more pictures to do this year. Get moving. <laughs> yeah, no, you got a cigar in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what, the producer would stamp and shoot as is. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like that unless I wrote the script. And then I'm like, shoot it as is. 
Um, but so the reason I was in Austin is my friend who makes uh, sketches on Instagram or whatever. He got cast in this like. What's his name? His name's Adam Little. His Instagram actually just got taken down because it was attached to his Facebook. And he does like real edgy stuff, like for sure. Um, but a little show, if you guys, if it's back up now, it should be back up soon. Um, but he gets cast in this show and no disrespect to the people that wrote it because they were super cool, but they were like, we'd never done a comedy before. There were two directors that did, it was like a couple, um, a guy and a girl and they did commercials mostly. So then they hire Adam in. they had the script written by this guy who was like a writer, but he wasn't a comedian, but he, and it was funny. It was a cryptocurrency thing. And Adam and I get there. And the only reason I win is because Adam was like, come and basically work for me. Like, because, you know, write the jokes that I'm going to do, like kind of critique my character that I'm being and just be there on set with me. And I'll basically pay for everything. And I'm like, well, okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So we go and we, we get the lines, which I went to Columbus State for a few years and it was all like theater stuff right which i you gave him a look because it's a two-year school i went for three years didn't graduate <laughs> because you guys know yeah, at okay. the same time i, I can't, can't read. read that's my big comeback <laughs> i'm gonna be like i can't read thank you good night so but the things i did like we did like script analysis and things like that so we basically changed all of his lines but we didn't change it to where like whatever the person says to him he'll say something back their line will still work Right. Like it's not like we're not changing the whole script. We're just right. changing what he's saying. And we made it a lot funnier. And they were like kind of skeptical about like giving us this freedom. But it's like you guys hired him because of what we do. Right. You think he's funny. That's what you guys want us to you bring. Make commercials. In. Yeah. So let exactly. him. So they were like very like do it as is apprehensive at first and they saw us do like two takes and they were like, oh, whatever the fuck you guys want to do, like we'll do it. So I get where some people are like, say every single word as it is. But also I personally like the improvising aspect of like, all right, we have this kind of in moment and we have this out moment. But what happens here in the middle is kind of up for discussion. You know, I'm writing this yeah. show right now with my friend Adam that's going to star Jason Banks. And like basically every scene, it's just like get into the scene. Here's about two jokes for it and here's an out for it. We can use those jokes, but I know the moment Jason Banks gets in that scene, he's going to think of 12 lines that are better than any of us could have thought right. of. So I'm like, that's not that's not a problem. Like, it is a problem whenever people are like, well, my lines were the best. We have to say those. It's like, no, the best line is the best line, right? If an ego gets into it, then it's that's a problem. But if sure. you can keep the the egos out of it and everyone has like a good spirit about it the director right. you know the the director of photography everybody there if everyone's on the same page then that's how you make I want a bit of advice for that type of film because we've done this <clears throat> two cameras oh yeah mm -hmm. because the editing with one camera in that type of situation nightmare is a fucking nightmare yeah which is. they were doing yeah. they actually shot this show vertically meaning for the listener at home that they could <laughs> they even just, just said watch it the worst word possible you don't like vertically no nah, because or home <laughs> because cinema i know it's for phones but cinema is not vertical no it's not vertical at all <laughs> and what saw, we shot saw, wasn't exactly cinema his shoulders went, yeah, I know. Every time I he shoot, he was going to watch it. Every yeah. time I shoot something someplace, if I'm like, you know, I want to shoot something for the podcast, so we could do a look. Don't shoot it vertical. Don't shoot vertical. <laughs> hold, hold it sideways. Horizontal, not vertical. 
Horizontal, not vertical. Because that's how stuff is shot, though. I know. But unfortunately, oh, how man. things are watched now yeah. is vertically, right? So you can. You do, on, oh, God, yeah. You're on TikTok, all that's vertical, right? Yeah. The moment it's like turn the phone sideways, people sadly kind of scroll past that. You know what I'm yeah. saying sometimes? So, but seeing it, so like the uh, the monitor, it had these like uh, like a little frame on it. I know for the audio listeners, they're not seeing, but just for Winnie, it yeah. was like that. So it was showing what it's going to be shown True. vertically. Yeah, yeah. And there were so many things, in my opinion, that I felt were missed because it wasn't horizontal. It wasn't that full frame. Mm-hmm. But they just want someone to be able to hold it in their hand while they're on the toilet watching it. Watching and and like, that's just how it is, you know. And as long as you know what the, the end the end uh, uh, product is, yeah, yeah, you're fine. I've seen you, I've seen you compromise reluctantly. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. But also make the best of what you had to work with. I mean, yeah. he's that's, a genius that, when that, it comes to that. That's like the, the toughest part about doing um, a radio show, a podcast, uh, a, a YouTube channel. It's like... There's just what do you? You got to do it a dozen different times to to make it work right for every different yeah. form of medium. Like it, it just is tough, you know. Well, did you uh, listen to the podcast or watch some of these podcasts? I watched it. You watched those, so that's him. You know, cutting back and forth. This yeah. and I had some problems with it. We'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I get tired and sloppy, so I cut to Dino. Put it all yeah. But he does. He tries to cut back and forth yeah. like a, like a like a TV show for I mean, sure, he, and that's, he, that's it comes across. It's very good, you know. And, and he he did nice, nice catch, but the yeah. op- the opening as well. That's all him, you yeah. know. He it's he, a little he, loose, but he that's that's a, that's that's the that's opening, that's you know, with the, everything. I did it in twenty minutes, you know. Uh, yeah, you're like I was on a time uh, crunch, right? <laughs> Come on. But you know, but even even on this, he tries to to mm. bring. A cinema quality. Do you have like um, what is it called? Like a switcher or something on the two cameras? Like a ch- isn't there like a term for like whenever I'm yeah, talking to this one? It's, it's it, a switcher, but no, I, I actually use it in a Premiere Pro for anybody who cares. Yeah, Adobe. there's a, a, a multiple multicam mode, and I just do that. So I'm just new into the editing game because yeah. like on social media with stand up, you have Telling to do all you. this stuff, and like I love editing. What I do not like about it though is you can get like crazy like down a rabbit hole right i'll have like a a 10 second joke right and it's like the joke is 10 seconds boom but after three hours later i wish it was only three you know it's like 43 hours later i'm like oh my gosh like should i zoom in here should i put this word should i put multiple words it's It's a lot it's a lot but i mean it's it's fun and it is kind of everything right like just keep it simple i think is the main thing keep mm -hmm. it simple yeah. People people are attracted to what you say in the material, not so much the editing. Yeah. So and I think they uh, like, too, they're like, man, that guy looks like Tony Perkins. <laughs> 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 I like It sounds this. like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes. Yes. Should, uh, I don't want to sound like a de- degenerate. Should we just finish that and go all one more pour and just finish it? Oh, you just warned we, us about this about 45 minutes ago. I did. Yeah, we could do that. Got, he, he, <laughs> I thought we got into comedy think, at 44 minutes, and now it's only been one minute since then. I, I think Aaron guy comes. It'll be a good place to wrap up, too. I want to thank my buddy Rick Andreessen for the guest bottle tonight. This is great, Rick. Thanks. The, thank his wife. The, uh, yeah, and his Thanks, wife honey. loves Greg Hansberry. Bardstone uh, the Fusion Series. This is number five. It's, it's, it is a we cool distillery. Like go I ahead, said, if, if you're away. like going to go find, uh, you know, you're going to do the uh, distillery crawl and, and you're going to do all these like little old school things, pop through here, get lunch because it's like a new age. Right, like right, right. Remind me of like High Bank or Watershed type of a vibe, you know. There you go. Look at that. Congratulations. 
Rick Andreessen. Don't forget Hansberry. Yeah, God. Success. There we go. Done. Aw, he gave the host the last of it. Of course, man. It is your house. Very kind of you. Uh, Our guest has been uh, the very interesting and funny Henry Allen. Thank Thank you, man, for doing this. I mean, I, I, I had a feeling it would go just the way it went. A little you know, slow, then. No, uh, an hour and forty-five minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, I thought, I said, "Hey, I got to go to California tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this one up in an hour." I knew he, that. He told me he's like in and out, in and out. Uh, uh, we'll what time's your flight, we'll though? It's like what? It's not uh, till like no, noon. I knew better. I said that. What, what time is your flight, though? It's not till oh, not till like one o'clock. Oh, oh my fuck. gosh! But I gotta get up. I gotta get up at four thirty and go to work. Okay. I gotta go to work. I gotta work in the morning. Dude, let me go in tomorrow as Dino. It'll be fine. Would you please? I would love. to. We're playing Christmas music, so get. Ready. I'm gonna do the Elvis Christmas Happy thing. Happy holidays! They, you guys watch the new Elvis movie at all? Oh, it's awesome! Yeah. Yeah. It is awesome. Which my stepmom Angie, shout out Angie, what's up? She's not watching. My mom definitely will though. Um, but she was like a huge Elvis fan. And whenever it came to that part of like Singer sewing machine, because as an auctioneer, we sell Singer sewing machines all the fucking time. You know, every old lady has a Singer sewing machine. The old pedal type. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) So just seeing that and then seeing him kind of be like, I'm not going to do what they want me to. Right. was kind of cool. It was cool. That was a great cool scene. It was a good movie. It was a great movie. Good Watch movie. it like four times back to back to back after and, I saw it. And you heard, like there's, a dream sequence you heard there's awesome. like a four and a half or five hour version of it, supposedly. There's wow. rumors that there's a, a like a super, super long version of it. No. I remember getting into a fight with somebody. I can't remember who it was. He was like, no, that's not the guy singing. I'm like, yes. The guy, oh, Austin uh, Butler? Yeah, he's singing. Yeah. yeah. The, what was so great about that is it was that once when they would actually slip in a little real Elvis into, yeah, into yeah, the movie as well. You brought up Elvis earlier. This is the second time we've brought up Elvis. It's good. good. Wait, I brought up Elvis earlier? Yeah, I forget why, but you said Elvis. Yeah, Elvis was a... Elvis was a movie star. Yes, and uh, speaking of people that ended up making some bad movies, yeah. I think he did that too. Yeah. But I think he wanted to bust out like as many as he could. Well, yeah, right? he had no choice. Yeah, you know, if, we, if we go by what we saw yeah. in this latest bio, he couldn't yeah. get out of the country. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, he couldn't couldn't do it. But the, I used to do an Elvis joke about uh, all those movies. Like, I have that on video. I think. Yeah, you have everything on video. Everything on video. Elvis, that was a good idea for a movie. What am I doing? Oh, you're singing, dancing, chasing groups. I was like, fun. Yeah, fun <laughs> and Alcapulco. All right, that's good. Well, everything was the same thing. I get it. That's uh, good. All right, Henry, Let's. Uh, where can people find you? Social media, uh, dates, uh, all the above. Uh, my social media is the same for everything, which is uh, The Henry Allen, T H E. H-E-N-R-Y-A-L-L-E-N, like the Ohio State University. Yeah! Oh, there it is. Yeah, there's the clapter. Oh, it! Yeah. Uh, there's Chip. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all the Henry Allen for everything. I don't have Facebook. I am locked out of my Facebook, though. Locked out, Good meaning for I forgot my password. Uh, yeah. And my email is from my eighth grade, Minford Middle School, like oh, .oh.us.k12. So, like, I can't really get back into that. So, will I be canceled? Most likely. It's <laughs> not a big deal. You know? It's fine. It's fine. You so, don't actually get canceled. You just change audiences, right? right? You know? So, yeah, the Henry <laughs> Allen on everything. Um, dates. This comes out next Monday. A Monday or Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Um, which is the middle of November. It'll be November the 8th or 9th, I mm-hmm. think. 
Yeah. Um, eighth. Eighth is eighth is seventh. Yeah, seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth. Yeah, seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth. Right. Um, I'm actually so I turned thirty on December fourth. I'm oh, thinking. Hey, yeah, I'm thinking about doing. Don't a, panic. I'm, I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> thinking about doing like a some kind of special for that. So maybe buy tickets to that. I don't know where so it's going to be. At the funny bone. Turn thirty. It wouldn't be at the funny bone. Probably be. So just follow you on social media. Thirty. I started doing stand up when I was thirty. Yeah. I have a mirrors is thirty. So. I started stand-up when I was 30. Isn't that crazy? You're, you're celebrating your 12th year in the business. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at 40. 30. I'm looking at 40. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. And with your fingernails painted, you're, you're reeking tw- 18, dude. <laughs> so did. it's all good. That's a, that's a, he's a Halloween freak, so he, he did that for his... I think it's He cool. says he did it for his kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my Whatever. daughter did this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was totally right. <laughs> yeah, did it for his kids. That's so rad. Um, all right, well, you can find us on whiskeybusinesspod.com, yep. uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Just hit that subscribe button. Smash. Uh, Smash. No, no, you, you're ahead of the game. Oh, you, uh, you can. We've been talking about the YouTube video. If you're listening to it at home or on your road or whatever, uh, YouTube whiskey business with Dino Tripodis, where you can. No, I'm not going to do it. Smash that subscribe, <laughs> Smash button. That subscribe button. Hit the bell. Ding, we ding. we we ding, suck ding, ding, ding. at pushing our social media. Just follow this us. is the third time you pushed it, so I think you guys are pretty good at it. Yeah, you know? no, but we're, I mean, uh, at, yeah, now. Yeah, but this is the best we're after, getting. Afterwards, yeah. what we're supposed to be like. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you to uh, Evergreen we're, we're Podcast uh, Network. Uh, I don't care. They're a lot of fun. They're good good folks. And apparently uh, Dino got invited to There's a party, party going on. No, not, 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 uh, you said next Thursday next at Thursday. the uh, Cleveland yeah, Yacht Club, yeah, 6 to 8. Okay. 6 to 9. I'm going to go. Let's everybody go and protest. Go and have your protest signs. Don't protest, but definitely go and just try to get in. You know, just, just tell me with Dino. Yacht. Yeah, everyone's got a yacht. You're with yeah. Dino. Yep. So you're with Dino. Uh, and I gotta say, I th- I, can I say one more thing? We all, we uh, we've won the Co- we've won the Columbus uh, Comedy Podcast Award <gasps> like co- for three for a times, while. three times yeah. in a row. Three and times in a row. This is this is why I think we won it because th- this was really cool uh, in depth comedy. It wasn't funny. But it was it, it, it was really it was really like it was nice, it was a nice in depth co- podcast about comedy. Mm-hmm. That's I didn't what laugh. We, he asked we, me. I, the I get it. We get we could put in the comedy category. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs on our podcast. You saw the Jason Banks one. We had a lot of laughs with that one. Mm-hmm. But we also had some in depth conversations as sure. well. And much like tonight, same thing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me, Dino. Uh, you're a legend in my book. Oh, and just uh, met you too, though. <laughs> but you're so cool. Chip, you the man. And uh, let's see. So what, what the, I'm going to California. I'll be by the time this podcast drops, I'll be back. I don't know if I have news or anything positive to say, but I'll hold it till then. Hawking a script, huh? Hawking a script. I wanted to talk about that too, and we didn't even get it. Nah, yeah, it's about you, not me. Will you I get know, a picture but... of you like laying on the beach with one of those like tinfoil uh, trifold mm. things? The Santa Monica no, beach? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Afraid somebody would think that something washed up from the ocean and they would try to move it. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't seem on just brand. Just roll it back you. into the yeah. ocean. Yeah. Just roll it back in. It needs water. It needs to go back into the sea. Can we make some kind of pulley system to get this up in the air? <laughs> Save the whale. Save the whale. 
Uh, all right. We got to wrap things up. Uh, our guest, Henry Allen. Thank you, John Whitney on the video side. Greg Hansberry on the audio side. Chip Cassell, the fifth Beatle, just hanging around and doing what Love he does. Chip. Love Chip. My name is Dino Tripodis. Until the next bottle, see you. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, we'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.